It's the Featured Players Podcast. Featuring your hosts, Bram Binderoff and Brendan Noel. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Riggle. Hey everybody, and welcome to another installment, I believe this is the third one now, of the Featured Players. And uh, joining me as always is my co-host, my co-host rather, Bram Benderoff. How are you doing today, Bram? Hello, Brendan. How are you doing? Uh, it's going going pretty well, and it's an extra special day here on the Future Players Podcast. Is it? it is our first ever appearance by guest. Our, our debut. Introduce our guest for us, Bram. Our debut guest on the show is uh, none other than from the Adios Amigos podcast, it's Melinda Malley. Speak. Hi. There she is. Hi. Okay. So it's, I <laughs> yeah, can yeah. We talk. were <laughs> holding her prisoner from uh, her her words. Yeah. Yes. We, if if there's one thing that is true about me, it's that it's really hard for me to not talk. So that was a, a feat of strength. I feel like the guy from Unbroken. <laughs> uh, I feel like I should get a medal. We we considered holding off for like an hour and just forgetting that she was there, and then we'd be like, "Oh wait, Melinda's here," yeah. and then we'd introduce yeah. you, and you'd just be really really pissed off. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be here. It would just. I would have popped. Like I would have literally exploded. You would. You would have like, left. Where'd, where'd she go? I'm just all over the walls. I wouldn't have been able to handle it. All right. Well, it's great to have you here. We're we're excited to get into last night's SNL, particularly because unlike last week, it was actually a pretty decent episode, wasn't it, Bram? Yes, it was. And I would like to just establish right on the top, right off the top of the show because we didn't do it last time. Our show is about the featured players, so we talk about the last live broadcast of Saturday Night Live and discuss how did the feature players do? How how are they doing? Pretty much just those didn't sort we of... To we do didn't that mention it. We, we pretty much just launched right into the show and didn't mention what our show was. <laughs> God, we're just awful at this. Yeah, but let's just this make sure we do this. Uh, and I think we're going to be good if, if we uh, just... Be professionals. All right, I'm going to write that in my notes. Yeah. Explain, Explain premise, premise every week. This is who we are. All right. This is what we're doing. Got it. My name is Bram Benderoff, and yours notebook. is Brendan Noel Wells. That is that is the name of me. Yes, Brendan Noel Wells. I'm having it legally changed. I'm having it legally changed. The paperwork's pending. <laughs> yeah, he's that dedicated to the show. Yeah, I'm just a really that's, big. That's I'm just art. a really big master of none fan, you guys. Yeah, so we're doing pretty although, much. Although I. Boo. Oh. Boo. What? No, you're a big fan of weird, bad Zoe Deschanel impressions. That's what you tell people. No, Lena the Dunham. Best kind of girl is a quirky girl, Melinda. Oh. <laughs> oh we're... man. That I loved. I loved that recurring sketch though with Kristen Wiig as New York. <laughs> we're on a new brand this week. I... We're doing a rude American woman. Finish that. Yep. Hashtag rude American women for nice Canadian right. podcast. We are a nice Canadian Ouch. podcast, and we are allowing a uh, an American on the show, our first American. Okay, Bram, right under explain premise of show, <laughs> add don't insult guest in first five minutes. Do you guys have any idea how hard I thought about greeting you with just saying Ontario? Okay. <laughs> like, oh my god. I thought about it real hard and was like, they'll hate me. And that I didn't do it. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad you didn't share that gem with us. I'm glad we were spared <laughs> from that. I should. I should just say though, I grew up not far from the border, so I'm not. I'm not like, you know, I'm not bad. You're like an honorary. Sorta. 
sort of. Yeah. I mean, I grew up like watching CBC and stuff. She knows so. a lot more oh, than you okay. think. That's cred. All mm-hmm. right, that's legit. Yeah, Mr. Dress Up. Mm-hmm. Actually, what happened was I moved from California, and my mom didn't realize that CBC Kids was Canadian, so we just watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dead serious fact. Anyway. Uh, good times with CBC Kids. Yep. And... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well... We're not recording the CBC Kids podcast for another 90 minutes. Okay. So why don't we talk about SNL, okay? <laughs> okay. There's a little bit. Of... Wow, I take back what we, I said about you guys. We, we, nice, you're putting us a bit right. on edge. Uh, before we start that, do you want to do you want to talk about your show first? Because I, I just in case. Yeah, we better, Am... or else we're gonna forget. Yeah, please do that again. We're not Am good I at this. Yeah. You're allowed. Oh you have our permission. <laughs> okay. Um, so I am the co-host of the Adios Amigos, which is a um, a show I have with uh, Beth Gooden, where we discuss canceled television episode by episode, and we are currently um, in season two of Happy Endings, talking through season two. Which it's real fun. We love that show. We love your it's a good show. show. It's great. Thank you. We like the host and of that show. We yeah, do. Graham really likes the host of that show. <laughs> yeah, just one though, not me. No, I like I like you. So. Oh, awesome. I, I like both of them. <laughs> Drop no, that hot okay. glass, stirring stuff up. Um, they always say you should never pick a favorite Adios Amigo. Yeah, I think that, that's, that's a common, on some, common like, phrase. That was <laughs> ancient rune yeah, somewhere. That was one of the that was one of the commandments. Yeah, no, but but uh, we like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. No, we like Beth. We like Belinda. It's all it's all fun. Keeping it light, keeping it fun. You know. We like to have fun. We're gonna we're gonna gonna quote that Mark the Pirate sketch every single episode we do. I think. Yeah, (laughs) I have to. We're gonna do it later. (laughs) We will get into that later because they do keep reusing that damn pirate ship set. Yep. It really it's it's getting out of hand. It's like a miscellaneous boat at this point. It just kind of fits whatever purpose they need it to be. And you're in well, you know, it's the same one they used for Hook. Or not Hook, um, Peter Pan Live. Oh, was it? It's got. It's got to be. I think that's what. Yeah, how it's it got to be. How many pirate ships do you think they have over at NBC? How, how many? How much of a pirate ship budget do you think they have? I don't know. Probably is. Strange things they happen. Just scrap with, and reuse that crap. Strange things happen with Jack Donaghy in charge over there. <laughs> I think he would greenlight like ten pirate ships. Yeah, you're really playing. You know, you're playing to your audience here. Long- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah well i mean in season seven of, of 30 rock he uh greenlit god cop so who knows what he's capable of uh, god cop tank it these are all fantastic shows <laughs> <laughs> i love god cop <laughs> anyway that's it's not the god cop show so let's no it's not players. that either okay all right Bram, give us some big picture thoughts about last night's episode because you were telling me earlier you 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 rewatched this episode, so you have yep. twice as much insight as, as Melinda and I probably do. Well, as I watch the episode, I pretty much have a hard time paying attention just because it's like a job for me. It's like we're working, so <laughs> I have to watch it again. Where's Where's the money, Bram? Where's the I know money? it's it's coming. We. Why does that sentence make me sad? We, I like most of my time is devoted to a podcast about dead television, and that podcast I know. sentence bummed me out. <laughs> At least this one's still alive; it's still in the air. Yep, yep. We have to start uh, shilling for Squarespace and any 
any companies that are willing to give us money. This, this, that's all what it's about. Yeah, like I said, if, if IFC has any original programming, I would be happy to tell people that it's good, even when it's probably not. It could be good. I like a lot of that shows. Those shows. They do. They do. The thing good I love. I, I tweeted this a while back, and uh, I, I stand by it. But I feel like podcasts are exclusively marketing their products to shut-ins. <laughs> They're not like, fun. have a mattress delivered to your door. Get all your books through the internet. Never have to buy food again. It'll all come to you in a box. Like I'm like, what is this? It's it's a good point. That is a lot of the advertising I hear is is how to do something that you would never think to do in an easy way in a million years and like this fantastic easy new way but you don't need to do it in an easy way <laughs> yeah you can go you can go get groceries you don't need you know blue apron you don't need birch box you can go buy a five dollar tube of mascara all by yourself i don't know have you but, have you tried the nature box snacks I haven't because they sound disgusting. <laughs> they shout out, really sound shout out to one of our listeners. You have, no, you know what? Cut that out because we may be sponsored by NatureBox. I'm not going to shoot myself in the foot. Not cutting it out. <laughs> shout out to shout out to one of our listeners, uh, TJ, who is apparently trying Blue Apron. <laughs> and All right, those commercials are weird. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have like the TV commercials for Blue Apron in Canada, but no, no we don't have. There's a thing. commercial where somebody is like like frying up like a whole eggplant in a pan. It just doesn't look appealing. We like don't have television like, here. We just like we that? have to pirate it all online. We pirate it. I understand. It's like the Fortress of Solitude, where uh, your images are projected onto ice. Yeah, yeah. like you have to like My- mysteries that will stand the test of time. Okay, so to launch into the episode of SNL, hosted by Ariana Grande, and the mm-hmm. rare musical guest is the same as the host. Also, That's Ariana not Grande. Rare. It's, say, that's it, not rare. It's becoming significantly less rare. Right. Like, it, Unfortunately, yes. It used to I be know, a very big treat. Now it's it really did. They, pretty much several times a season. Like, yeah. A couple of years ago, I'm trying to remember when they did it a couple of years ago, and they had it done this in like a decade maybe, and it was, and now they do it like four times a year. It's just too much. It's like, I mean... There I think were, Katy Perry was a big pioneer for it. Yeah. Because people liked her as an actress. That's right. I, yeah. I loved Garth Brooks in the nineties. She, she did her, she did her uh, that one Japanese student sketch. Oh right. <laughs> oh the, the J-pop America That's weird. fun the, time now. If, yeah, J-pop America fun time now. Is there oh, a way to God. be lovingly racist? Because I think you've nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Just uh. gross. <laughs> Guys, Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines. What? That, that no one knows the reference. When, no. Garth Brooks. when Garth Brooks, um, he he wanted to like do like a different style of music, so he was making like bad rock music, but he was doing it under the name Chris Gaines, and he was the musical I guest on his own episode. That. I didn't know those were that is people. tacky. That's wow. That's that's a new level. The thing I love though is like that Garth Brooks's episode made it onto the best of Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the devil. Go back in the, the, devil the episode where he sells his soul to the devil. Yeah, that's awesome. That makes to make mediocre music. Oh man, that makes. I want to go back in the history of SNL. Like, I love when you can go through like the list of who hosted musical guests, and you see like John Cougar Mellencamp and Snoop Doggy Dog. Like, I wonder if Prince ever performed on the show as his just his symbol. Like, I wonder if they showed the thing for like, and next week here's the host of musical guest, and it was, and they just showed the symbol for the artist formerly known as Prince. I think that would be pretty great. Um, I, I like the idea because we were just talking about how Garth Brooks was moonlighting under a different name. 
Uh, for a second, I connected John Cougar Mellencamp and Snoop Dogg as being like one alter ego, and I was like, "Hold up, <laughs> <laughs> he's the dog great? and the cougar." And then I was like, "Oh wait, never mind. Mellencamp's super white, so <laughs> never mind." Okay, so I think this we is a show exclusively were, we hosted by some super white people, by the way. I know. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, but I think... I, I mean, yeah. I yeah, no, we are. I'm sorry. Bram is, Bram is trying to steer this ship into... I'm trying to steer the, the ship. The, the bad NBC recycled ship? Yeah. The NBC recycled pirate ship? I'm trying to steer yeah. the ship like Mark the Pirate. Steer away, Mark. <laughs> like, like Mark the Pirate. Uh, okay. So we went into this episode... Mark the Pirate is such an embarrassment. Exactly. Yeah. We went into this episode with a lot of confusion why they would want Ariana Grande to host because... She most likely what? doesn't have very good uh, stage presence or live You're sketch skills. I mean, You're not serious. I, I wasn't... Did you see Chris Hemsworth's episode? Was He was good, right? Are you talking about... Well, she came in... She They let her in, like, one sketch. It was He-Man and Lion-O. Chris Pratt. Uh, Chris coming Pratt. to life. Was it Chris Pratt? Yeah, it was. I, oh, I'm sorry. Chris Pratt. And Canadians. I got my white Chris's mixed up. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, and she played, I think, was it She-Ra? Yeah. Yeah. And she came in, and it was, the whole, like, it was just a gross joke, but, like, her stage presence in that sketch, I felt was, like, I would watch more of her. I was much less impressed by the actual host. I didn't get anything from her appearance in that, that, like, she was really bringing into the table. It wasn't bad, but I also was just kind of like, yeah, people know who Ariana Grande is, so we'll bring her in for five seconds and the audience will whoop it up and then she'll leave again and but she she played into the joke in a way that a lot even katie perry doesn't because katie perry comes on to snl and she's like i'm making a joke don't you see me making a joke and like ariana grande came in and was like look this is the character i'm playing i'm gonna have adequate presence and then i'm gonna go and i felt that she i mean she continued to bring that it's it can be hard to distinguish the how we think a person will do as actual host and the kind of unflattering images we see of them as their real life self. So yeah, I think it's obvious to to look at somebody who is publicly known for licking a bunch of donuts and not thinking that maybe they're capable of like maturely handling <laughs> Is that this kind is of Is that all that's made it up to you in, as far as Canadian press cuz she just was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize in America. So Wait, I don't serious? know if that's We're not going to get No. We're not going to get the, that news. <laughs> we're still getting the news from like 2004, so I like oh. I like her music. I like her music. I Enjoy just... Avril Lavigne. You're going to love her. But I had no idea what she was like comedy-wise. Well, she was on Nickelodeon as she stated. I never watched it. And no, I didn't either. No, I didn't. But <laughs> yeah, I was not a big. Um, what was the show she was on? The lateness with which she came in on that one. I believe she was on a show called Victorious. Okay. Um, which was uh, Victoria. It was like on at the same time as iCarly, um, and they tried to spin her off onto a show called Sam and Cat with the Sam and Cat sidekick from iCarly. Yes. Um, oh, that was the show where they hated each other, right? Yes. Well, so was Victorious, allegedly. Allegedly, she and Victoria Justice did not get along at all. Mm. Um, Who's the common denominator? Ariana Grande repeatedly, yes, but she repeatedly came out and was, like, the one who was constantly in the public eye being like, can't we all just get along? Like, this is getting ridiculous. So, I, you know, I can't speak to her character, but I will say that to be someone who's marketable enough to spin off 
you have to have something. They're, they're not going to spin off somebody who's a cardboard cutout next to a dynamic lead. So from that perspective, especially being from Nickelodeon, which is live multi-camera television, I'm going to say, or not live, but I mean, in front of a studio audience, I'm going to say that she had a shot. It's just that at this point, you know, our generation's looking at her going, she's looking at a bunch of donuts and her brother mm-hmm. was on Big Brother. Is oh, she... We were spared the Frankie Grande cameo, and thank See, I didn't know who that was until way after everything. And then I was like, oh, cool? I I don't know. Is she a a Dan Schneider uh, discovery? Mm Mm-hmm. I believe believe that was a Schneider's Bakery show. All right. Zoe Zoe 101 creator Dan Schneider? Yeah, all that. Keenan? Well, Drake and Josh. Yep. Uh, Because Drake and Josh, iCarly was a spinoff from Miranda Cosgrove. We'll talk about uh, we'll talk about that more, Dan Schneider. Okay. <laughs> Just because I'm saying it. <laughs> Later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. At the end of the show, we're gonna pencil in some uh, time he... for Schneider's Bakery original. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, something fresh out the oven from Schneider's Bakery. Yeah. It's gonna be a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, end end of my ramble. I I kind of expected something good, and I felt like I got it. So oh. I'm surprised that you guys came in so cynical. I was I very cynical. I was... I don't know if I was cynical, but I was definitely, I didn't know how it was going to go. I thought it was totally up in the air. Um, Could have gone either way because there are times when people you don't think are going to be good hosts end up being great. And people you think should be really good at this. Jonah Hill. Are, yeah, are yep, just total yep. duds. We didn't um, like Jonah Hill. I would like to mention that Josh Hutcherson, he came on hosting Hunger Games and he completely committed to everything. Whereas Jennifer Lawrence, her episode... That was a bad one. ...was rough. Yeah. Only once? Uh, only only, only once way. for her. Really? Yeah. I don't think she's hosted twice. It was during Silver Linings yeah. promotion. Yeah, only I once think. for her. I'm surprised. Before she won the Oscar. It was like a month before she won the Oscar, yeah. She's gonna she host played it. herself, or... She, she played herself or Katniss in, like, every sketch. Yeah. It was not and then they did, movie. like... They, they really dragged out. That was one that I remember being so aggressively pop culture heavy that by the end of it i was almost tired like it was just like stop <laughs> yeah no i just hate, hate those ones but i i was a big fan of this episode i i was pleasantly surprised and yes. just everything but no as was i for sure everything was not a dud <laughs> everything was not a dud no like no they not everything was amazing but the, no. i don't i really didn't point at anything and say like oh that was bad like how did that get written how did that survive um, the table title yeah, the bar this week is pretty much not high after I don't, the Jonah Hill episode. I don't like that sketch, um, but I don't, like, hate it. I kind of, I hated it in the Bruno... It's pandering. It is, and I hated it in the Bruno Mars show when it was, that whole show was pandering. Okay, we're getting but, way ahead of ourselves. Yeah. We are, but I'm, but, anyway. I, I was never given a runner. I don't know what the lineup is here. Yeah, we, we should have done <laughs> I'm that. just diving in. Well, we kind we we kind of go sketch by sketch, and we try and skip over things that really didn't have okay, it. I'm sorry, didn't have okay. any any featured players in them. One of which being the cold open. I mean, we could talk all we want about it, the cold open being funny and finally bringing SNL back into the fold of some political relevance. But at the same time, there weren't any featured players in it. Maybe the ten other SNL podcasts can can tackle that stuff. Okay. Well, they started the cold open. Number eight white guys have spoken. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but they did start the cold open by. By sending off Ben Carson, Jay Farrell's Ben Carson, which has been consistently reliable. Yeah, do we think we're going to yeah. see that again? Do you I think that was them saying goodbye to that. That we'll, we'll see it, but we'll see it in ways that won't make sense and won't be as fun. That's Probably true. Probably true. Yeah. 
But then no featured players. Over to the election. Well, but no anyone, really. I mean, the way that they handled that sketch, it was very much about Donald and Ben. It wasn't a, yeah. an everybody jump in, everybody do, you know, it wasn't the debates. It was, no. it was very much a, a spotlight. And so I don't know that you can fault them for that. I think, yeah. No, no, I wouldn't fault them at all. Like I said, this is not a nine people are still in the running for the Republican nomination. Have a seat, Johnny Rudds. Who you want to play at CNN this week? So... No, it, it was Thank pretty God much we're like at least past that. All these. Does he do a wolf blitzer? I feel like he does. Yeah. Does he oh, he did a he he did a wolf blitzer, and then the next week <laughs> he played say. Anderson Cooper, and it was pretty much the same thing. You can't do it anything else. Sounding... Just... Make your hair gray. Yeah. Just put on this. Gr- put, <laughs> and your Scorsese this week. Put on yeah. this gray wig, but... and give me your best impression of blank. Perfect. All right. Just just another another nondescript man. All right. Yeah. But they're pretty much just Anderson Cooper. Okay. Recapping every political story that happened over the week in this sprawling cold open that doesn't focus on one thing. Like they start with the Ben Carson, and they go to uh, Larry David as Bernie Sanders, and they go back yes. to Trump and Ben Carson. Yes. yes. It's it's a thing they do when they've had a couple weeks off. At least we don't have to suffer through it in the torturous form of like Piers Morgan I you were tonight say anymore. They've had a couple drinks. I did, I did think I did, I did think it was something they do when they've had a couple drinks. They just start going back to Ben Carson. I did I did think it was well, very that's funny. That's also true. I did think it was very funny, Larry David, uh, as Bernie Sanders saying how uh, young people love him, and he's pretty much that's satire. That's that's satire. Yeah. That's satire the same way it's all satire, though. I mean, I I don't think we can, you know, I in in this obviously this is a different come from a different place for you guys than it is for me, partially just because of citizenship. I. That's kind of the joke right now, is that Tumblr loves Bernie Sanders, that college freshmen love Bernie Sanders. 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds. White, that was a white great line. 18 and 19-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. But I think ultimately, that's a joke. And it's a joke the way that Hillary popping out of a table cake or whatever it was, singing I Can't Make You Love Me. I, I thought that was alright, and I was surprised at how many people hated that and were... <laughs> I didn't. I, beautiful. I didn't think that was the week to go after SNL for saying, "Oh, like horrible political commentary." What are they doing? Like when they're doing a toothless debate sketch, fine, let's talk about that. But that is just like they're having a little fun with it. They're finding a new direction for it. I didn't understand the the vitriol that inspired in some people. I didn't even realize it did. I loved it so much; it almost hurt. Like I, I think Kate McKinnon is. I'm just going to go on the record and say, it, even though she's not a featured player, I'm sorry. Uh, I think she's the best Hillary we've seen in a very long time. I love Amy Poehler to bits, but I don't think she was the best Hillary. I don't think she's a better Hillary than than Kate. Yeah, I think I'm inclined to agree with that. I was thinking earlier today that it's interesting how Amy Poehler's Hillary and Kate McKinnon's Hillary, I think they were both trying to reach the same kind of destination of like, she's unrelatable. She thinks she's trying so hard to be relatable and she's just never going to get there. She's always going to try so hard and lose mm-hmm. to the guy who's a little bit cooler, but they both kind of come but at Kate it from takes no prisoners. No, they, re- that's the difference. They really come at it from very different angles in that. I think like Amy Poehler, like took herself very seriously and was like very, just kind of upset and exasperated with everything. Whereas Kate McKinnon's Hillary is a little lackier and um, she kind of, like is a little more almost like self-deprecating and like she, I don't know she's just having a little more fun with it. She's self-aware, yeah, um, in a way that is not at all self-aware, right? And I think that is that is what we love. That's what we loved about Will Ferrell's Bush. Mm-hmm. 
you know, he was like, he's like, I know you all think I'm an idiot, but, you know, I'm going to educate all of you. It's like, just like, you're an idiot and, and you know you're an idiot, but by God, you don't want to be. And that's kind of how the real Bush was. And I think to a degree, Hillary knows she's a little robotic. Uh-huh. She knows she's she's a little aloof. <laughs> <laughs> she knows she's a little aloof. She knows she's tense. But she also, I mean, how many elections has she been running in? Yeah. She's tired, guys. Like, she's sick of having to be everything to everybody. Yeah, I mean. And, and Kate takes that, and she's just, it's its a take no prisoners, nothing left to lose approach. And I think she hits it right on the head. I can't believe that you don't think Jason Sudeikis is the best Bush that SNL's ever had. <laughs> Wait. I'm not remembering Oh, this. you sweet, simple Canadian. Oh, my dear God. Do you not remember this brand? No, we didn't talk about this last week. Okay, so, oh, I think, yeah, we don't know. I don't think we did. Will, is this a real opinion you have? No, obviously not. But, <laughs> okay, but it was the say. weirdest thing. Will Forte was playing um, George W. Bush for a couple of years, and then suddenly they just changed yeah. to Sudeikis. Sometime <laughs> in, like, 2007. It was very it's weird. It's not as bad as Hammond, but it's bad. And it's... Um, and the thing, the thing about Farrell, though, is he just, like, Adam McKay created that version of George W. Bush. Yeah, he really did. From the heart. Everything, everything that came out of that guy's mouth was, I mean, Adam McKay labored over. And I think they didn't just lose Will Ferrell when they had to reinvent Bush. They lost they a lost lot. The yeah, they, they, really, they really lost that the threat on that character. Mm-hmm. And then, they, you know, Fer- Ferrell and McKay took it to Broadway and did fine. That was good. Oh, that's right. I remember watching that. Yeah, yeah. The monologue? Yeah, let's hey, move ahead to the monologue. There. And we... <laughs> This was Pete Davidson's only appearance of the night, right? Yes, it was. And that's sad. And this is why I will not give up what I keep saying about that. Like, I'm a little worried about him. Yeah. I just don't know. What do you mean? In the sense that he's, I mean, I'm not worried about him in the regard that when he does come on and he does something, it gets a lot of reception. People like it. You know, he's at least in the spotlight when he does, um, the, the Bieber roast. He's more of a writer than he is an actor, though. He is, yeah, and certainly he serves a purpose in the sense that he's the young, he's the kid on the show in a way that somebody like Rodnitsky isn't going to. But it's just when they don't. The Rodnitsky's a baby. He is so young. He is, but he's not a baby in the way that Pete Davidson is a literal fetus. So, <laughs> so uh, oh, Ariana Grande yeah. is talking about how she ha- hasn't had a scandal Speaking yet. Speaking of fetuses. <laughs> she's talking about how she hasn't had a scandal yet uh she, and she's singing a song uh yeah and she's hasn't she had a scandal in this point? it was the donut looking thing that was pretty much the Which one is, thing. yeah that's a, also her that's... whole her whole uh relationship with big sean was tabloid fodder like crazy though i feel like maybe it wasn't a scandal but i think she kind of fell off the good influence list she's singing what Will her scandal be? And then you she's said all getting... those words about Big Sean and Ariana Grande, and I felt like I was seventy-five years old. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I'm not sure, but I think you may actually be younger than me. Prob- so watch. Probably. <laughs> do you want to so... put an age on us right now? No. Okay. All right. We'll, not... we'll leave. We'll leave that out of things. I'm infinite. We're just, we're just internet beings. No. I'm, in- I'm infinite. We're ageless. It's nobody's business. <laughs> I'm 29. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bram. <laughs> Eternally. <laughs> Forever 29. You look like you're 29 minus 10. Okay. I'm six. I'm six. <laughs> that is, oh my gosh, you guys talked about it in the last episode. 
but I, I physically hurt when that character didn't show up. <laughs> like, I was, I was so sad. It was the only thing they had going for them to save that episode, and they were just like, the, nope. The joke about, like, you know, one shade of gray. It's about her love life. <laughs> Lighten up, I'm six. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she's singing oh, about okay. what her scandal is going to be. Uh, oh, yeah, we're talking about that. I know. Pete Davidson comes out and pretty much asks her if, if she wants to smoke pot. And she's like, why not crack? And then Pete Davidson just walks out. And that's his entire part of the night. Because <laughs> he realized he wanted to go smoke crack. <laughs> yeah. He got a little long. Yeah. <laughs> she said, you want to go smoke crack? And he was like, oh, a little too intense. And then he literally left the stage and smoked <laughs> Exclusive. Pot. No, he left, he left the stage and, like on his way out. Like, because he was like off camera. He was like. You know, that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. Now. Exclusive he was theory. Like, he was they couldn't by find that. him for the rest of the show. He was written into four other sketches. <laughs> Bram is losing it over that joke. So good. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Keenan mentioned his Nickelodeon roots. <laughs> but they didn't bring out Taryn to talk about Nickelodeon. That's true. Can you believe but that? He, but he didn't do much Wait, Nickelodeon. Wait, what was he on? He was on TV. Well, I was say, he was on... Taryn was on the Amanda show. Oh, right. God, that's right, yeah. I was going to say, he was on the Disney Taren Channel. Taryn is ageless. Taryn is ageless. Yeah, he looks exactly the same because, as he did back then. Well, because, like, the timeline for me with Taryn Killam is, like, remember him from the Amanda show? Yeah. And then he was on Mad TV. And during at some point during Mad TV, he did the movie Stuck in the Suburbs, which was a Disney which teen Which is epic. bizarre. I can't believe that that, like, overlapped. But he acted like, in that movie, you would think he was 30. When, in fact, he was actually, like, early to mid-twenties. Yeah. Um, also, he dated Amanda Bynes. Did he? Can you, can you see him neo-dodging that bullet? <laughs> yeah. He got <laughs> As out. he makes beautiful babies with Robin Shabatsky. Kobe's a lot better. <laughs> he got a out Canadian. just in time. One of our Canadians, one well, of ours. It was, like, him and Channing Tatum and, I want to say, Adrian Grenier as well. That's, oh, she's uh, the man, right? Yeah. Adrian Grenier was what? I mean, like Channing Tatum was in She's the Man, but like they dated in real life, and uh, yeah, after She's the Man, but before he met Jenna Dewan. On step up, yeah. I, you know, honestly, all these guys, and maybe that's why she's so sad now. Maybe (laughs) her ex is all married up. Let's uh, let's let's take a deep dive into this. Why is Amanda Bynes so sad, everybody? Mental illness, actually, I mean, and, and uh, I want to put a real this, stop yeah. to this, like, before we start Perhaps. ripping her to shreds. Yeah, no, I no. hope she's getting better. And we're we're pretty much um, just saying that um, that uh, Amanda Bynes is pulling a a Rebe- Rebecca Bunch on Crazy Ex Girlfriend on uh, Taryn Killam. What show? Is she in a sexy flinch depression? Uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend. I've never heard of it. Cra- what? Crazy Ex Girlfriend. It's a show on CW. That's not a network. It's a sexist term. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Crazy Ex Girlfriend was renewed. It's a lot more. It's a lot more nuanced. It was renewed this week. We could be not worried about it anymore. Really, Bram? (laughs) I I have no idea what you're talking about. He's icing me out. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon is gonna watch it over the summer. I am gonna watch it over the summer. We can all shut up. You better watch it. And our podcast is only gonna be references to jokes from that show. I've had like ten people this week shame me for not. And 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 Melinda can't uh, do that show for her podcast. So, I well I can if it gets less than three seasons. Is that true? okay? Well, okay, it's gonna so, take a yeah, while to figure that out. The rules of our show, the rules of our show are three seasons or less, no revivals, no movies. So they're reviving The Tick, and I'm livid because The Tick is the one show that I was like, that'll never. It's come a new back. show. 
We need to talk about, huh? It's a different show. You, you could consider it a different show. It's a, the tick? It's a yeah. reboot, though. It's still going to be Warburton. It's not and Warburton. And... No. It isn't? No, it was announced. Because he's doing an NBC sitcom, Crowded. Oh, yeah, no, it's not, it's, it's not the same cast. I don't know if they have any writing involvement or anything, but... The creator... Oh, we're doing the original tick. Yeah, yeah the it's Griffin back. Newman and somebody else. Oh. Do that it. man well is the love of my life. Let's Do move it. on. Do it. Um, what did you guys think about the Hillary as Bernie Sanders ad? Who laughed so I hard fully appreciate that on my second viewing. You didn't appreciate it on the first viewing? Somewhat, but I appreciated it more when I could just keep it light, you know, just, just, just... Keeping it light, keeping it fun. <laughs> my second keep viewing was way better. It was kind of like a revelation for me. But the way they were just subtly slipping in, like the Bernie references... Yeah, she's like millionaires and billionaires. Um, that was not subtle. But uh, well, I think they no, ha- like I think they ramped up to it at the correct amount. It not, was it was like beat about the face until he be dead, right, kind of intense. Right, like that was not subtle. But there wasn't as men- as much laughter, and then it started to build and build until she completely transformed. There now, I have a question for you guys. Okay. As an American who is too close to this election. How how involved are you guys with with this political content? I mean, is SNL a source of American politics news for you? Um, We're pretty involved. Or do you follow these elections anyway? In a way, I mean, the thing about the United States is you've got Trudeau. Like, you should be very happy. Oh, we're happy. Trudeau cuddles panda bears. That's our leader. Uh, I I am very in love with Trudeau. So anyway, <laughs> he's he's amazing. But the thing that he's beautiful. I think the thing that Americans might not realize is that like. There is coverage of the U.S. election on Canadian news yeah. all the time, um, whereas you would never see anything about Canadian election on your news. Um, it made news when Trudeau was elected. That yeah, we know who he is. Yeah, um, and I don't just—I mean, that's not even just in in the Northwest. I mean, that's in the American South. So it's it's fair point, and so we we know what's going on certainly, and just the fact that we're. We're plugged into all the Twitter people who are Americans and True. who are I mean, like we have, caring we have, about this we have, and getting angry. Yeah, we have CNN like on our cable. We, I mean, I I watch all the debates. Yes. Uh, I don't even want CNN now. CNN CNN's in our basic cable. If you want MSNBC or Fox News, you got to pay extra money for that. So luckily, we're spared from. <laughs> well, CNN is actually pretty hard left uh, as well. They're pretty right. hard suck, is what they are. <laughs> Well, CNN and MSNBC both are, like, two different ends of, like, I would say the liberal spectrum, and then Fox is so far right, you can't even find it. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting... Like, none of them are good, in my opinion. No, they're all terrible. I trust CNN probably most, but none of them are good. I choose Al Jazeera America as my news source of choice. That's that's what every journalism professor I ever had said, too. I know. it's That's a dead serious it's, thing. It's, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. It is. It is. Our our journalism is certainly not ethical, but it's there. So. It's there. It's there. But anyway, I, God bless it. I yeah, I like the the Hillary Bernie ad just because it. Like I said, I think that there was a joy in in realizing like, oh, I see what they're doing here, and she's like slowly but surely turning herself into Bernie, and I thought that was uh, that was a lot of fun. And again, speaks to what yeah. we said about what Kate McKinnon is doing with Hillary Clinton. And it was a comment. It's- uh, and doing something a little, doing. a little more than just 
easy, you know, easy commenting on the week's events, as a Jurassic Griffin, our listener would uh, frequently complain about. That's true. They really didn't do any of that last night. So he's going to freak out when we say his name twice again. <laughs> is this a friend of yours? Yeah, he just someone who follows us. So is he kind of like your Josh Zavadil for callouts? No, that's that's um Nick Nick Gorge. You're for not us. blatantly harassing him, is what you're saying. No, although, he, although Nick, hmm? I was, although yeah, Nick that's, Gorge, that's Nick Gorge. who's was John Ranitsky's BFF on Twitter. Yeah, he's been inactive. Okay. No, he's his actual BFF. Oh wow, he's in his vines. Yeah. And he interacts with like, us. You're you're harassing like like your real friend of John. Yeah, we like we for real harass him in the sense that like anytime Ranitsky talks on the show, we will like tweet at him and be like, oh my god. Exactly. He's a good sport How about it. How do you feel about that? Um, I think he ignored it, and most ignores it. Occasionally, though, he has a little fun with it. Um, Although new mission. Honestly, I feel like I guess like putting myself in that position. Like if someone like like Beth, um, my co-host, were to get on SNL, which I fully believe she will down the line. Like if people were always tweeting about me about how like great she was doing, I would totally engage. I feel like that's that's just, like I'd be like, heck yeah, she's great. Well, if yeah. people. See, what would you do if people, if she got on the show and people said she sucked? Because that was the position we found ourselves in is I made fun of Ronitsky on Twitter and he replied to me and was like... Oh, what did he say back? Well, what happened was, I guess it was when he was, it was like the fourth or fifth time he was doing a shitty impression of somebody on CNN. And I, I was about to tweet, <laughs> oh, John Ronitsky's going to be a fun trivia question one day. And then I thought, I was like, wait a minute. No, he's not. He's not even going to be a fun trivia question one day. So that was what I tweeted. And this guy found me and he replied to it like... Oh, you're so. What, oh, I think he said you're so clueless. It's cute or something like that. And I looked at his picture, and it's like him and Johnny Rudds and some other guy. What if he's just stalking John Rudnitsky? Okay, we haven't. <laughs> like he stayed, he staged door at SNL one time, got some photos, or like like met up with them in a bar. Got enough photos to be convincing, and it's just living outside of John Rudnitsky's apartment on the fire escape. Bram, we haven't considered this. This is a real wrinkle in, in things. <laughs> And one day he'll shoot John Rednitsky to prove his love to Jodie Foster. We we should probably try to track down the guy. It's <laughs> a who, very American reference. I'm sorry. We should track I, down the guy who who pats uh, John Rednitsky's uh, chest on the opening credits and try to get him engaged <laughs> in our show. <laughs> Some random male model. Yeah, and we no, need to know who that is. We need to know who it is. Speak English. <laughs> call out to all of our viewers. Sorry, the listeners because the podcast. This, this is a call, this is a call yeah, we, to we action. Need, we need, yeah, call to action. We need to find out who this guy is. Who is the patter? Who pats? <laughs> Hashtag, who is the patter? Who is the patter? <laughs> Desperately seeking patter. <laughs> okay. It's like, uh, hashtag, who is Mr. Robot? <laughs> yes. Who is Mr. Patter? I, I fully support this. I fully support this. Pick a hashtag. Let's all tweet it. Let's run with it. All right, All we're right. gonna we're gonna we're gonna get back to this, and we're gonna talk to this guy, and we're gonna we're gonna get to I'm the bottom. I'm excited of this to mystery. hear how this shakes out because I think it's very important. I hope for all your sake that it's a real friend, and it's not some guy who got paid fifty dollars to touch John Rudnitsky's chest. It doesn't even speak English. <laughs> work is work. <laughs> some some people have to do, some people have to do the dirty jobs. It's fine. Someone's got to touch John Rudnitsky. <laughs> Mike Rowe fills in one day Someone's for like, the John Rudnitsky chest patting yeah. job. 
<laughs> Last week I was pulling diapers out of a manhole, but today I'm touching an SNL cast member's chest. I would it's love a- it if they did a live opening credits, like on Dateable, and every week it was different, and they had to kind of throw yeah. in stuff like that. How many yeah. times can they take Paul and Joe's to the firehouse, you know? <sighs> Where someone's like, you don't work here. Please leave. Please stop directing our fire trucks. You're putting the whole city in danger. We're American heroes. Colin Jost knows how to captain a ship, all right? Oh, if, anything, if anything's certain. I'm not I'm not contesting that. I'm just saying it can't be safe <laughs> for the fire Brendan, commanders. steer us somewhere else. <laughs> okay. Away from the away from I another iceberg. Podcast, <laughs> it's fine. We're having fun. It's all right. If we if if you were, weren't here fun. to ruin it, we would have ruined it ourselves. So it's all right. Am I doing that badly? <laughs> like off the record? I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. It's great. We're having, okay, okay. We're having a good time. Yeah. Keeping it light. Well, keeping it fun. <laughs> we're all we're all friends here. No, if I'm like like legit like off the record. No, no, no. no it's good. It's really good. No, it is good. We're all but Nitsky's okay. here. I yeah, need to make that happen, by the way. Be happy that you're the first guest. It's 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 a good honor, and we're enjoying it. And we're going to send you a plaque. Yeah. Did you just tell me that I should be honored? Yeah, I feel honored that you're in our presence. <laughs> that we gave you something. Oh, Nobody will ever nice. beat... Remember when Conan gave John Goodman the first guest trophy? Nobody else is going to get that besides you. Yeah, no, I mean, Zach Brewer was my first guest, and um, he's he's absolutely like our... Our go-to, like, maybe the first person we have back. Shout out to Zach Brewer. Shout out, shout, shout out to Zach Brewer, yes. Sh- mm. Shout out with our Canadian accents. Canadian <laughs> shout accents. Out. Shout out. But anyway, yeah. yes, we should move on. Good God, we're already 45 minutes into this and we talked about, like, <laughs> one sketch. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm bringing the Adios Amigos magic to this program. It could be two hours. And that magic means we get nothing done. <laughs> Kids' Choice Awards. There aren't any featured players loved in this it, one either, it. but I thought this was also great. I loved it. I, uh, I I loved it and hated it. Explain. It was funny, but I feel like you almost... This is just how I felt. I was like, did I have to watch the Kids' Choice Awards to get it? See, no, I don't... That's the kind of beauty of it, is like, I feel like if you watch any of these live events... Um, sp- yeah, like, it's, it's crazy out here, it's crazy in there. I got that. Like, I laughed when they were like, the, the whole Bobby Moynihan PA thing where he's like, literally my whole job is handing <laughs> Blake Shelton this tiny hat. Don't touch the tiny hat. Like, I that that's union work at its finest. Yeah, I, I don't... Maybe there was something recent that this was specifically addressing, because I don't... The Kids' Choice Awards was last yeah. night. It, they were last night, so I... Because I, I know that because any... someone tweeted yeah. that Werner Herzog yeah. was at the Kids' Choice Awards, okay. and the question was, why? Wasn't that a joke? That looked like a bad Photoshop. <laughs> it could be a joke. I don't... I, I choose, I choose to, to accept it. Because he's a voice... Well, he's a voice on American Dad. But that wouldn't Is be... Is he? Maybe it would be. Yeah. I forget that it the show's could, I mean, it could, get him, it could at least get him an invitation. Family Guy's won Kids' Choice Awards, I'm pretty sure. Maybe it's... Probably. Teen Choice, Teen Choice Awards. That's one. Yeah, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe maybe Werner Herzog did like a beautiful, you know, children's movie about the simplicity of death. I don't think so. That's not his style. <laughs> there's there's a video where Werner it's it's an impersonation of Werner Herzog reading uh, the book Madeline. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Where it's like 
Yeah, and he, he, like, does a running commentary on how all the little girls and their two straight lines are a symbol for our mortality. <laughs> like, how Madeline needing to get her appendix out is, like, actually a metaphor. It's phenomenal. <laughs> all right, looking that up after we're done. Yeah. Yeah, it was just the way that Taryn and Vanessa were just like, and right now, and they kept on, like, shaking their heads. And it starts like, right yes. now. <laughs> yeah, They are right such now. an underrated duo. I don't think, awesome. I don't think we, we even, at least I don't consciously realize how much they put them together. No, they yeah. definitely need to do more. They're so, so good together. And Taryn. Their energy is, and they, they were also the J-Pop America Fun Time Now duo. Right, yeah. Their energy is just good. Yeah. And that was back when they were both featured. And then Ariana's feature. in that sketch, too. She's like... Mm-hmm. Yes, and then she's like, "Yeah, boy." <laughs> yes, was I like sent shivers down my spine the way and she just had such like, um, what's the word? Oh my gosh, there's there's a word for it. Uh, vocal fry. Oh, she had vocal oh, fry doing that. Okay, it was horrible. Great. <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to bring it up now. Um, I'm feeling really self-conscious and weird now. That's no, no, awesome. It, okay. Trust me. Um, feminist song. Was that the next one? Yeah. Which, now here's the thing. Leslie uh, Jones. Feature player. Yeah. Feature player Leslie Jones yeah. was in this. You, I barely remember that she was in this just because, I mean, Four for seconds. one, I think this. this is not a sketch about individual people as it is about the women of the show. The woman. I do. Well, it's like it's like getting excited that that Noelle Wells had a line and um, let's do it on my twin bed. You know, like that's right. She had the JJT you know, it's, poster. It's all the ladies of SNL. It's not you know, or, or or Leslie Jones and Back Home Ballers. It's it's not about her at all. Whereas like her update appearances are much more. I feel like you you can get excited about them. But. Yeah, I always get the feeling watching when they do these music videos. Um, it was kind of similar when they did the um, the Bad Girls thing a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few weeks. It was like oh. in November. Um, like months ago. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I get the sense watching these that Leslie Jones is kind of not into them. She was dancing. Leslie Jones, though, but she also sometimes just... I forget because she's so cool. I forget that she's 49. Yeah. Yeah, she... And, and to me, I feel like if I were... It's almost like if if one of us was asked to do a sketch with a bunch of 13-year-olds. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Yeah, because... There's, there's a certain degree of, like, yeah, I'm having fun, but, like, ugh, this is not for me. Yeah, she she just kind of... I don't know, maybe it's, like, the permanent Leslie Jones expression, but she just kind of seemed like <laughs> she had a little bit, like, a sour look on her face in these. I don't know if it's, like, the trying-to-be-badass type of thing of it, or if just that's how she is i don't know these always she always seems a little out of place in these and maybe it is that that's the kind of thing i don't often think about is that she is older than a lot of the other cast and i forget about it most and of she's the time. very young at heart mm-hmm. there's nothing old about leslie jones but i think there is a point where you go like leslie jones paid the crap out of her dues oh. to get where she is oh yeah and and to me i think there's a certain degree of like i'm on snl and i'm doing this you know, yeah. like, yeah. I, I feel like I might feel that way if I were her and I had had been through as much as she's been through to get where she is. That's just me. No, no, I, I totally agree that, you know, she, she she might not love this, but she certainly, you know, at least she's in it. Like, if, 
if she'll be a true oh yeah absolutely like if she if she didn't want to do it she wouldn't do it and she's at least like she's yeah. fine to to be in these and say yeah you know what i'm gonna be part of the whole so okay yeah and i mean honestly though like just in general with that sketch eh. it's they've eh. done they've done the much better you know songs together you mentioned them do to my twin bad I really like the bad girls thing. I don't know how many like if other people really liked it as much. I thought it was amusing. The, are you referring to to all the ones with like you know it's your, it's your bad girls? Or are you referring to the one that was like live fast? Yeah, I'm, like that's that I'm referring to that specific okay. one because you know I'm not I'm not gonna defend Dawns all over the world or anything. I yeah I'm not either. <laughs> I, I I I always like the humor of things. Just mentioning how PC things are and how like. Okay, we can't even talk about yeah. this because we don't know what which way to talk about it to be inclusive of everyone. Because if we, if it was fun commentary yeah. on intersectional feminism. Yeah, like sure. yeah. the last season of South Park. I don't know if anyone watches that. It was yep. pretty much nope. exactly that, and it was probably like the freshest it's been in years. Yeah, there were a whole bunch of think pieces written on how that show revolutionized itself and. Cannot believe they were doing a whole season and it's about one continuous storyline when they had done that the year before. But anyway, yeah, it's not yeah. so far. I mean, I, I, I liked, I liked that part. I just felt the execution was kind of whatever. Yeah, it was. You know, the problem is, is that the thing that Timberlake always said about um, the Lonely Island songs he would do is like you have to make the song catchy. You, the, you wouldn't mm-hmm. think that would be a big part of it, but you have to make it a song that gets stuck in people's heads for it to really work. And this is a little bit more of like an anthony ballad type song, so it's not it's yeah. not going for well, that. It was it was very much like a um, going back to Crazy Ex Girlfriend. It was the sisters helping sisters Valencia song where she was singing about how women have to stick together, sisters have to stick together, and then she just proceeds to rip everyone to shreds yeah. around her. It reminded me of that, of, like, the kind of thing you'd hear at, like, Lilith Fair. Mm-hmm. And it was trying to be that, like an Indigo Girl song. But that was like, meh. It's okay. Meh. So I think the next sketch yeah. was, uh, we see a book that opens up that says Tales of the Sea. And it's about to launch into a, a ship <laughs> sketch. And then, at the same time, both me and Brendan uh, went on Twitter and pretty much just said, <laughs> Oh no, not Mark the Pirate. We said last week, they're obviously going to bring back Mark the Pirate. It looks like they're going to, and then they, they didn't, they but didn't. there was some real spared. fear there. I, yeah. yeah I, I, that was a joy to watch happen on my Twitter feed, I will say that. Yeah. See, because I, I have no memory of how the first Mark the Pirate sketch opened, because I was just sort of like, like, oh god, is this how the first one started? Like, I don't even know. It's like, something was about, I was about to be violated in some way, and I didn't even know how, and I was just like... <laughs> It turns out it was just a blobfish. It was just, it was a, just a 65% woman, 35% blobfish. Which I loved. <laughs> I, considered, I considered opening the show and I was going to say, and here's my co-host, he's, 30, he's 35% blobfish and 65% woman, it's Bram Benderoff. And I figured that yeah. would just throw you off way too much. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have been able to top that. <laughs> I would have loved that. Like so much, I'm so sad he didn't. Um, see, missed opportunities. We both we both didn't open the show the way we should have. Well, it's too bad we can't edit that in later. Oh wait, what if we could? <laughs> get it clean. Get it clean. What if it wasn't? Um, yeah, I don't think we could uh, talk much more on that sketch. No, it was funny. it was it was dumb, I but a funny it. dumb. I loved it. No featured players. 
No. No, but McKinnon is, yeah. Putting her in that costume, she's a saint. That she. And I also, it reminded me of the, uh, the birthday boys sketch where they use the blobfish as like the leftover skin when the burger joint makes the person fart out a skeleton. That's an obscure I one. I haven't seen that show. <laughs> birthday boys is a great sketch show. Um, but also, um, there's a, there's a running bit. I think it was even in the series finale where a Carl's like a clearly Carl's junior Hardy's esque restaurant offered to pay for, patrons funerals if they died via certain ways and the biggest one was if they farted out their skeleton after eating <laughs> then, like what would happen was they showed the skeleton flying out the window and what's left is like a literal blobfish on the floor and they were like that's all his skin and i just thought of that when i saw kate mckinnon being a blobfish. see if ifc had come to us and said would you like to do ads for the birthday boys we will pay you we would have <laughs> happily talked about it <laughs> You're just a treat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on my. You're I'm gonna put that on You're my. Real fun. I'm gonna put that on my business card. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it's just rude American women for podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take away all the adjectives. Weekend updates. I thought this was a pretty good night for Michael Che. What did you guys think? It. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. He, we keep on talking about how Colin and Michael are kind of doing their own thing in their own spaces and they really don't want to talk to each other and they don't want to build up their chemistry. And the same thing was happening tonight, but they were still both separately funny. It's just they're not, as a team, there's not much there. Cecily Strong came on for Colin. And uh, mm-hmm. do you remember what that character was exactly? It was the first contestant yes. eliminated from The Bachelor. Right. Okay, let me let me just speak to that. Yeah, we... Cause I, I know Bram loves The Bachelor, but I don't, so... No, so, I don't. <laughs> okay, so I had never watched The Bachelor before this season, um, and one of my good friends got really... Like, she's been into it, and I started just kind of watching it with her for fun. And this this woman, her name was Lace, and she was one of the first eliminated. And immediately, she was the, she was the woman as well who, uh, when John Mulaney and Nick Kroll came on as their Oh Hello oh, characters, they, like... They came on to the after The Bachelor. Um, Why did that happen? Everyone hated show. it. I don't know. It was the same episode they had, like, Paul F. Tompkins and Paget Brewster they, on. It was just, it was a They lark. didn't context. They, they didn't give any context to it. They just brought no, on old no, men. people thought they were real people. Yeah. So, so her name was Lace. Yeah. And Lace was, immediately Twitter was like, she looks just like Cecily Strong. Wow. She looks just like Cecily Strong. And so many people were were saying this and like, I mean, I even tweeted about it. Like I was laughing so hard at it because she really does. And the thing about Lace is Lace was pretty off. And the suspicion, the educated suspicion is that she was drunk the whole time because she really like, she slurred her words. She was constantly like, do you think I'm crazy? Cause I'm not crazy. Yes. That's, that's a picture of Lace. See that Brendan? Uh, I'll tweet this. Oh and yeah. Okay. So she was, she was doing that. And in right before he kicked her off, uh, like he didn't give her the rose. She, the way that they have it in the bachelor mansion is the girls can come up. It's just like the the spoof burning love where they'll be like, can I talk to you? Can I steal you? And they'll borrow the bachelor for like five minutes of conversation. And then another girl will cut in. And she like all but booted this girl out of a perfectly nice conversation. It was like, I need to steal him for a second. And she goes in and she like starts just talking at like this crazy pace about how she was like bullied as a kid 
And she starts doing Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana, like Gilda Radner's character from SNL. She like, she's doing voices. She's telling stories. And he like is just standing there just wide eyed. Like what is happening? And when he doesn't give her the rose, she loses it. And they had her on the after show and the, um, the hashtag for Nick Kroll's character and her was Gillace 911. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but th- that was the last we saw of lace months ago so this was a very belated sketch that they brought on i guess because I, I mean i haven't been following it since much since then but i guess he did just choose or this week he's going to choose um the winner of this season you seem pretty defensive um, about your bachelor watching track record Amanda. mine i'm honestly not no right. i i am not because first of all I know my truth, Brendan. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't have to defend myself. <laughs> but second of all, I don't think you know. As somebody who podcasts about shows that haven't been on in years, I am beyond shame at this juncture of my life. Yeah, if you, I got nothing to defend. If you heard some of the obscure things we referenced at the end of last week, clearly we don't either. <laughs> I I am shocked as well to hear you guys be like. I watch everything on ABC. I haven't watched Fox in years. I'm like, you guys are the worst. What are you talking about? Yeah. I do, though. Good. Grinder forever. Those were tweets. Anyway. I like Grinder. I like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You know, you discussed, yeah. you discussed ABC and you tweeted about Fox. Yeah. But, oh, that's true. I, I, yeah. I do watch, I watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The Grinder and a couple other things on okay. Fox. Okay, you do watch Fox. New Girl? I do watch some Fox. I just don't watch a lot of Fox. I watch Fox's Tuesday lineup, and that's about it. But it's worth it. Yeah, I haven't watched New Girl in a while. It's good. It's just okay. Okay, so Rib Yes. Riblet. Sorry. sorry. Riblet came on to Weekend Update, who is pretty much Michael Che's friend in the uh, in the SNL canon, and that's uh, Andy. Andy, is it? Bobby. It's Bobby. I was gonna say Andy Milanakis for some reason. Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> Those are different people. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, what's his What's his character My from fault. Curl Show? Um. Uh, Roman. Yeah, it's Roman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's uh, Bobby Ma- Ma- uh, Bobby Milanakis, and, uh-huh. and um, he was. It was a sure. great appearance. He he does his like deadpan news reads, and then he just finishes by just doing whoa, and then just like, spins think- around in his chair. Yeah, I think this is the best riblet to date. Yeah, and he's great at interacting <laughs> with Che. And also, it just shows that, why is this, like, a duo here? Because then, then it shows, like, riblet talking to riblet. And it's he's a, riblet and riblet is a great duo. It's a great duo. That, let's do that. It's, yeah. It's, it's like Brooks and Reiner. Yeah. <laughs> riblet and riblet. It's a deep so, one. Did they record that like in front of the standby line last night? Like, yeah, where was probably. that? Brooklyn St. James. Know. Yeah, that, that would have been a very like fun treat for those people who were waiting in line. It's like we're gonna send Bobby Moynihan out as Riblet. I'm gonna use the show account and I'm gonna tweet both Andy, Andy Milanakis, and Bobby Moynihan that I confuse them. <laughs> that might offend them though. Why would you do that? I'm sure they're gonna love that. It's a similar name. I love Bobby because was Bobby... This is actually a real question for you guys. Okay. Bobby was a featured player for a long time. Two years. Two years, I think. No. More than that. Really? No. Must be. No. no No. 
Impossible. Really? What was his first year? Oh wait. Like yeah. Like oh eight oh nine. Yeah. Yeah. He's been See, here. I could have sworn he was. I could have sworn he started in like oh six. No. no, he started the election season, and it was um it was just him. So he started like the year I started watching, which must be why I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Um, I guess Casey Wilson was the other featured player. She'd been the holdover from the from the year before, and then yeah, oh Casey, yeah, and then Abby Elliott and Michaela Watkins joined like a few episodes later, and yes. that was and then Jenny Slate. Oh, Jenny Slate, God bless her. Jenny F and Slate. <laughs> Jenny Slate's gonna be a fun one. To do when, when, Speaking of Jenny F and Slate, yeah. Ariana Grande said yeah. the S word last night. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. yeah, I I have an article open currently well, about it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, about... I hope the author enjoyed their clicks on that. Well, it was NBC News. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they did. Um, yeah. So the question was, how much were they going to get fined? Right. I don't know. It seemed... Um. I don't know. Well, typically, typically when someone swears like that, they don't do it in the cold open, which is the peak audience or not the cold open that monologue which is the peak audience i don't know number time i don't know how much they would i don't know if they can get fined because it's they can it's that it's not safe it's not safe harbor hours it's after 11 30 on a saturday people versus oj simpson did it at like 11 on fx though they well, did, it's cable. They did it on cable but even on network i feel like you can say pretty much whatever you want they just choose not to because it scares away advertisers true okay that may be fair because i know like the article listed a few other times it's happened I and mean, with jenny slate they obviously just cleaned it up for the west coast yeah and I, um but sherry sherry o'terry did it paul schaefer did a it a while back David and Schwimmer. they they made her like david schwimmer who was the host at the time speaking of people were so simpson <laughs> um at the end of the episode brought out like a swear jar and she had to put like some money in the swear oh jar. I, I think i remember that yeah. yeah, and she's the best. I love Sherry. And I, there, you know, there is this like magical, like the F word is the point where it's like, oh, too far, too much. Like it is a special new level of swear word, even beyond the S word for television, for, yeah. for TV. Yeah. So I, that I think would certainly be a problem. But I think like you know, she said shit, whatever. I don't know. I don't know if they can, can really. We, can we swear on this podcast? I'm gonna have to change the tag now. I just did. Is it so. that kind? Is it that kind of show? I feel like I said it like a half hour ago. I said shit. So did whatever. you? You did. You did. I'm. <laughs> oh man. Just, just trying to, where's, trying to feel out the where's my we, we run, we run a, we run a real clean ship. We run a clean casa. Where, at the audience. Where's my NBC News article? <laughs> oh, no one's listening. Oh, scandalous. <laughs> no one at all um, is listening to this. I'm just kidding. Congratulations on getting new and noteworthy oh. and getting it so quickly. Yeah, Thank we didn't you. talk about that. We got new and noteworthy. No, but you guys, I'm I'm so happy <laughs> no, for you because you guys got it fast. We forgot to celebrate ourselves. We forgot to, oh, we forgot to, to uh, pat pat each other's chests or get a model to do it. We for forgot us. to rub each other's chests in the opening credits of the <laughs> we show. We forgot to hire a random homeless man, give him a shave, and have him pat each other's chests. Well, congratulations, Bram. You're fantastic. <laughs> so are you, Brendan? Thanks. Yeah. And move that's on. how Canadians. <laughs> that's how Canadians talk to each other. Every yeah. single day. Is that, is that why you and Beth are so flirty on Twitter? Are you just being Canadian? What? Uh... Um, I think you're more Canadian. But, I don't know. I just... <laughs> Me? What? Beth is above average. <laughs> 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 and 
and you guys are beyond nauseating. Which brings me back to uh, a little bit I want to do on my show. Um, I frequently pitch things I want, which basically means that I pitch my best ideas to the public domain. Okay. Um, at the beginning of the show, I pitched a reboot of Keeping the Faith. That was uh, very well received by the public and probably being made as we speak. Okay, what is, keep, what is uh, Keeping the Faith? Keeping the Faith is a movie with Ben Stiller and Edward Norton from like the 90s <laughs> where they play they play a rabbi and a priest and they both fall for uh, Dharma from Dharma and Greg. And as you do. What I said I wanted was I wanted a version where Thomas Middleditch and Ben Schwartz play the priest and the rabbi, but it's all improvised and Lauren Lapkus plays the object of their affection. But although the dialogue is entirely improvised, I want a shot for shot remake. Anyway. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty so good. So all the actions, all the blocking is exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> and they just have to... And Pete Holmes Pete Holmes will be in it as his character from Mulaney. I like that movie. Now, my pitch for this show uh, was loosely discussed on Twitter, but a oh. spinoff podcast so that Bram and Beth can be as nauseating as they want <laughs> privately wherein Brendan and I actually go off and talk about the issues that we came here to talk about, which I've proven I'm very bad at on the show. Yeah, we'll um, see how that goes. But I was thinking we could call it uh, Breathless. Oh. Breathless. Okay, we're, okay, we're doing that. <laughs> Breath being uh, a combination of the names Bram and Beth. <laughs> it's their ship name. I think Brendan had a different one. I shipped them hard. Oh, I, I don't remember what I don't remember what the. <laughs> Me too. Let's be real. We're very happy. For I don't. Like a, but it's I don't remember okay. the one I pitched, but breath is better. I think it was. Bram. I think Bram. That's not so good. Oh, uh, I love breathless. I love like, subtlety. The theme song is "Take My Breath Away." <laughs> That'll be the theme music for sure. We can't afford it, and we don't take care. my breath away. We'll just use like ten seconds, and then yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just enough, or or we can call Zach Brewer, have him sing it. Yeah, we'll yeah. do a musical parody. I should mention, I I think we're gonna have a new uh, theme song intro uh, from Zach Brewer on the top of this show. Wow, so, the best on part of him personally. Yeah, I know. so shout out to him. Um, uh, we discovered good, good friend of mine. The people that you discover from other podcasts. Yeah, he well, and he was my first guest. Yeah, on my show, and he uh, he. <laughs> Did he, he said my name in a Don Pardo voice, which is what sparked the whole thing, and oh, made the astute observation that Don Pardo sounds less like a ghost now that he's dead. Nassim Pedrad. <laughs> yeah, that's why Bram's not doing it for our show. I can do better. I can do better. Bram I just Bender I'm put on the spot right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the throat. Nobody wanted. <laughs> is it? Nobody wanted me to record my uh, Daryl Hammond impression. I was very yeah. offended. <laughs> Live from New York, it's Saturday night. <laughs> Live from New York, I struggled with so... depression. <laughs> oh boy! Sorry. Oh no! Dark times. No, I, I care. I care a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice of you to say that. I didn't read the but book, but then still make fun of him. <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm going to cut that, <laughs> and then I won't. Yeah. Um, no, no, you won't. Beth and I have this rule where whenever one of us like begs the other one to cut something, we leave it in. <laughs> Then like randomly cut well, other I, things that we wanted in. Like there have been some great bits that like like Beth or I have just been like nah. But then like the really offensive horrendous stuff stays in the show. <laughs> the real the real like feelings hurt like hurting our loved ones stuff stays in the show, and all the good bits go away. Well, good rule good for bits. anything in life. Yeah, well, uh, it's it's we we play by mafia rules on our show. Yeah, let's let's continue down this track. Um, 
So down the mafia. <laughs> no, no. They did a sketch about title. Uh, the the servers pretty much crashed and they lost all the music. So they have Ariana Grande there. Not actually, but whoever she's playing. As if doing a poor impression of a musician will bring them back to title. <laughs> yeah. That was, I think that's the thing that they could have done more with of, is talking about how like nobody actually subscribes to title. Yeah, and they're like, oh, it's okay. We've managed to salvage Kanye and Kendrick Lamar. Like, the impressions I would love to hear Jay do. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, they... but we're gonna have you. We're gonna have you go like full Hova out here. Yeah, which is like a fun twist. But you don't get to do any of your millions of impressions that you were so so good at. No, like they had him for two seconds. Like, oh, he was Jay Z all on, and it was like, all right. Which is a fun twist. It is. It's not bad, but it. It's not killer. No. It her was, impressions. It was her the impressions... only thing that made it different from the uh, the time they did this before, where it was Pandora and Bruno Mars. Wow, it was the exact same sketch, but it was. How is that a good enough sketch to do again? No, I can't. I'm surprised that they they decided to dust that off. They went that far back into the archives and unearthed an episode that should never be seen again. <laughs> Her impressions. <laughs> she didn't like him when he was in Times Square dressed as a sad mouse. Oh. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember from that episode. That's probably at all. the only thing worth remembering from that episode. Her impressions are good. Uh, uh, they are good. They Sorry. were good. But what it was, pretty much, it's not a showcase of the fabulous writing that Saturday Night Live can bring to us. It's pandering. It's pandering. It's pandering, and it's exactly yep. what Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon does when he brings someone on to just like, oh, wheel of impressions. Yes, <laughs> like, it's yes. true. It's that same thing. Like, they have a weekly show, and they only do like two or three a month. It just feels like such a waste to just do this kind of sketch, where all they're doing is pandering, just playing to the strengths not no challenge at all yeah it was yeah the same reason i hated it in the brutal mars show is they just brought it out and it was like to make the audience shriek and scream and it just kind of like ruined the enjoyment out of it which is like what happened with every sketch that night and mm-hmm. it was yeah I, whatever it, again this, I, I didn't like hate this and it wasn't my worst thing that i like it wasn't my least favorite thing from the the Bruno Mars show when they did it, but it still is just it's like yeah it is a, like all right we're just gonna let's just go for victory lap and we're gonna send Ariana Grande out there and sing some songs that we know because pretty I'm pretty sure she's done that wheel of musical impressions thing on Fallon before she has yes so yeah she has so I mean they knew this is something they could do and I don't know if it speaks to their lack of confidence there and as a performer or that or how the show might be going at that point. They're just like, okay, we're going to send this out. And if it doesn't work, it'll be killer, which is again. Yeah, it's it's ironic because she was very, very good last night. And like right after this is when she did uh, J-Law in the Celebrity Family Feud sketch where everyone was like, oh, my God, that's really, really good. That was it was really good. good. That was painfully good. It. And and I love okay, just me personally. I love any sketch where everyone busts out their impressions. Yeah, because I feel like they're such a quintessential part of the audition process for SNL. Um, you have to have some, you know. And that's why Tina Fey is always joking about how she didn't have any characters. She didn't have any impressions. She was a writer. Yeah, and 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 yet, like Jay Farrow got discovered because he had literally like oh, something like fifty geez. or a hundred impressions in a video, and you know. You have people like Kyle Mooney, who whoever they do, they're just, they're Kyle Mooney. And, like, it's fun, because he's Kyle Mooney. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's baked all the time. But I feel like with, um, 
with with this one, I was like, I was excited to see all the all the impersonations, and I think it's great when a guest can come in and not not just be Shakira or Britney Spears or Judy Garland. Shout out to Beth uh, yeah. for calling two of she she proposed that Ariana would play Britney, Shakira, and or Judy Garland, and Britney and Shakira were in one sketch. Yeah, because Beth is a psychic angel. When yeah. she said Judy Garland, for some reason that translated in my mind as Judge Judy. <laughs> And I thought that would have been Judge a, a Judy Garland. Yeah. I would pay so much money for it to be like older alcoholic Judy Garland, <laughs> not like young fresh Judy Garland. Not Wizard of Oz. Judy <laughs> Garland. just like up there. who's like yeah, like just like banging a gavel and like singing songs from Gypsy. Yeah, <laughs> I want that. Um, All right, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna send that sketch to Matt Alby on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> was she a Gypsy or was that just Liza? I can't remember now. I, I don't know. Happy birthday, Liza Minnelli. Yesterday was Liza Minnelli's birthday. <laughs> Lucille too. It was, it was. Romney's birthday. Liza Minnelli has one of she did one of my favorite SNL appearances of all time, which is in the um, Penelope sketch. Penelope, yes. Tomato. My best friends are a tomato and Liza Minnelli. And tomato I, and I, I want to hit the town. Yes, <laughs> Sex in the City style. <laughs> I'm gonna buy you all the non-alcoholic beer you can handle. <laughs> what do I feel? I've forgotten that until just now. Melinda, your your other half, uh, Beth Gooden, is in uh, Austin at South by Southwest right now. She is. And you know what? This week is going to be, uh, this Wednesday and next Monday, uh, are going to be me essentially auditioning a new potential co-host because I got ditched. For South by Southwest. Well, so watch your back, Beth. Those are going to be some surprises. That's going to be um, some fun. Going to be gonna be surprise guests. Uh, it's going to be a real good time. And I'm very excited. Uh, to, yeah, it's going to be new people. It's not, not new repeats, but it's going to be some, uh, some one-on-one conversation. It's going to be really fun. Some audition process. Yes. Uh, it's going to be grueling. Yeah, just... I'm going to put these poor suckers through some. Okay. Just, Is it the guy just... who played Derek on Happy Endings? Just, no. just to ensure. Don't get your hopes up. Just, just to ensure. We do have Der- we have Devin Seidel on on Monday though. What? Oh, sorry. Just just to ensure that uh, that Beth was mentioned on this show, even though we all knew that she was going to be. Um, I asked. Beth has been mentioned three times now, Bram. How many times do you need to mention Beth? I just I need to say this. Uh, I asked her <laughs> to make a prediction on the show, just to ensure that she would be mentioned, and it worked out pretty well. So, yeah, she's got her name said like ten times now. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> Take my Beth away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So our boy John Rudnitsky brought out out of nowhere a Martin Scorsese impression. Let's hear it from the boy for the boy begins to play in the background. You guys, this is like Christmas. Let's Christmas. <laughs> I was. You guys were so giddy. I was so happy for you when that happened. I was so happy because. <laughs> Again, that sketch started. Look at the smile on Brad's face. It was face. good. It was, we, have, we haven't seen Rudnitsky all night, and like, okay, here comes Scorsese. a sketch with nine people in it. Is he going to get left out of this? No, he busts out freaking Marty Scorsese. He was good. Everything about that sketch was pure love. Like the the Woody Allen slap and the um, the Tarantino's feet thing, which actually good. came up on our show organically. When we talked to Tim Ryder, Beth was like, yeah, how about Tarantino's foot fetish? And it got really quiet. Uh, but, like, just talking about how, like, it was basically, like, pervert directors versus Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved it so much. 
Yeah, I really liked all the Kevin Smith stuff about, uh, you know, name something. I don't even remember what it was. Like, podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yoga hosers. Uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah. Well, that was that's always one of the fun <laughs> treats of the Celebrity Family Feud is, like, when the other team gets to steal and everybody else is, like, shouting out stuff. And, like, I can't even remember again. Like, this is from, like, the last sketch, and I don't even remember what the question was. But it's just, like, Kate McKinnon as Jane Lynch is, like, a smart coat. Like, that's another like Kate McKinnon's Jane Lynch is my favorite because she apple boxes the crap out of that character. She's on like stilts, <laughs> <laughs> and the best the best use of it was when uh, Milheiser was still on the show, oh. and they did the Fifty Shades of Grey auditions, and she had the riding crop, and she slapped him with it. She goes, "He was supposed to be John Cryer." She slaps him with it and goes, "You're a wet disgrace." <laughs> <laughs> I say that a lot to people more than I should. For, John Milheiser you know, did John Cryer twice. Yeah, it was his only character besides sad, ambiguously gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was more of a real life thing. I thought he was actually just in uh, *Britannic*. Uh, *Britannic* just released. Bray, were you flipping me off? No, right I'm now? not. I'm just scratching my face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like over there like scratching his nose with just his middle finger on on our show that means something else <laughs> okay but uh yeah um but no he uh he was in Britannic's first comedy sketch in like five years so Milheiser's doing all right he played a referee <laughs> he's going places he, i don't think he had lines <laughs> the tradition lives on but it, the funny thing about it is Britannic are uh, really close friends and former, um, I guess I would say, like, sketch comedy affiliates with Good Neighbor. Yeah. Wow. Which was Beck and Tile. Um, they, they're all actually connected through Chris Lowell, weirdly enough. Are they the can ones who did a, the can Balls they Out movie? Interview with Chris Lowell? Huh? Can they get us an interview with Chris Lowell? Oh, believe me. I have a lot of questions believe about me. his. Oh my goodness. Piz, Sash Poznarski is, oh, I, I have a lot of comments about Piz, but that's, no, we've, we've been trying kind of like casually because we want to, we want to review Enlisted and, uh, um, Oh, that's, that's such a good one. Yeah. Chris, Chris was of course in Enlisted and show. we both are big fans of him and, and not just his, his acting, but also like his writing and his photography and such. Um, so I mean, the minute I know how to get you an interview with with Chris Lowell, I will I will shoot you a, an email. But I don't right now. <laughs> All right, hold me to that. Yeah, don't. <laughs> okay, uh, Beck Bennett. I felt like his Harvey Arbardem impression sounded a lot like Stallone. Uh, uh-huh, and, yeah. then, and then Jay Farrow did this Idris Elba that seemed like it might not have been based on Idris Elba. It just seemed like a general. British guy sort of thing. I was going to say, it's kind of just like a British accent. Like, 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 I feel like people don't really know what, what Idris Elba sounds like because they've only watched his American stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, and it's almost like, my question is almost like, what does he sound like? But I guess Luther, he had his natural accent. He was British in Thor. Yeah. But people forget he was in Thor because people are like, why would someone like Idris Elba do Thor 1? I think you, you know, much less Thor 2. Yeah. I haven't seen Luther. Is that something Beth, I should... Beth and I have raved. Beth and I have raved about uh, his his turn as Heimdall. On our <laughs> I've show. heard that. <laughs> Open the Bifrost. Okay. Do you know what else do we have? Uh, Sound of music. Is that the last thing? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, talk about recycling sets from NBC live shows. True. Also, can we stop doing this? <laughs> 
because it drove me nuts. She was a human emoji through the entire sketch. Maybe I'm bitter. I don't know. I had a boyfriend in high school who used to sing How Do You Solve a Problem like Melinda. That's pretty good. Ooh. It was really bitchy. I would, I would do that. <laughs> no longer a, yeah, current we were boyfriend. Both, uh, musical theater nerds. Oh, no, not for about a decade now, friend. Yeah, rough. Uh, I have nothing to say about that one. No featured players. Really? Even uh, mm-hmm. Leslie Jones could yeah, have been in there. Yeah, that would have been a good place to would have been a good place to put one in. I felt like they just threw Sashir in everything yes. this episode. Yeah, a, a but Le- repertoire Leslie player. could have been in that one. I don't know why she wasn't. She could have. But Sashir... Well, and, and, like, the argument of, like, no, because all the nuns in Sound of Music were white. It's like, well, Sashir's right there. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I, I don't think Sashir usually gets that treatment. I don't think that's something, like, she is a repertory player now, but I don't think that happens every week. It was a. But it bothers me because she's, when they do that, it looks like a diversity hire. Uh huh. It looks like an affirmative action hire. And I'm so frustrated because I'm like, you shouldn't hire her just because people are mad because there wasn't a black woman on the show. It's hot. That's not what you should be doing. No. And yet they consistently underutilize right. her and make her look like a token minority. Yeah. That's what we were saying on our first episode for sure. Well, and her, her she has stand up about how she refuses to. Uh, same as like the master of none issue. She refuses to affect an accent. She doesn't like doing that. She doesn't like when people ask her to to behave more quote unquote urban and she's like, That hurts my feelings. It's not okay to ask someone to do that. She's not like um Denitra Vance or anything. No, Denitra. and so and so she wait, what did you Denitra say? Vance. Denitra she Vance. A, she was a cast member in the nineties. Nobody remembers. Really? Oh Homegirls. I think so, yeah. Homegirls. I'm a, yeah, Sarah Silverman was in Homegirls. Anyway, moving on. Denise okay. Vance probably uh, tragically remembered more in her SNL legacy as just one of the few dead cast members. Oh, no. Oh, is she dead? Yeah, she is dead. No. Drugs? I don't think so. Well, I brought I brought this down. Probably counts. Probably cancer. But I want to I, I oh, be no. sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll look this up. We're going to be so right. What, like heads, heads it's drugs. Let's not, let's not talk for a second. We're doing can we get an over-under on the year? It was... <laughs> well, uh, I'm trying to lighten it up. <laughs> I don't remember when this was. I just know that, like, that's kind of why I know her. How Breast cancer. Breast Denitra? cancer. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Rest in peace. She was, she was 40. So young. That was sad. Okay. Mm. Let's move on. Boy, oh, boy. Mm. Uh, okay. Okay. I, I, are we... Uh, that's it. That's the show from last night. Yeah, it was a very disappointing showing for the featured players. It I really think you was. could cle- you could clearly see the divide this week, where pretty much, yeah, every featured player this week was only in one thing, where they could have been in something else. So pretty that's much. it. And but but are you guys are you guys truly like asking you long term? What would satisfy you? Because I feel like so far it's been par for the course. Mm-hmm. But you guys remain frustrated, and I'm not I'm not sure. What's what's your ideal? What's your ideal usage of the future play? I wonder if maybe it's kind of like American Idol. We're trying to discover the next big talent in featured player SNL cast members, and so and, and right Agreed. now we're trying to we're trying to watch a star rise meteorically, and and you've chosen Rednitsky. That's who. That's our boy. That's who we've latched onto. Leslie Jones is so clearly. Well, she's the next one to become a rep. Well, she's obviously though. great, and I mean, the the thing we've been saying is we're gonna have to see what Ghostbusters does to her stock. I think that yeah, 
for the rest of the season, she's going to be pretty steady and consistent in doing what she does. It's a, I think it's a question of does that movie make the public aware of what her name is? Yeah, the thing is, she's put she's put in her her two almost two, but she's going to be grandfathered in for the full cast member position next oh, yeah. year. Absolutely. And Ghostbusters is going to push it over the top. Uh, Pete Davidson. Also, most likely, even though you're worried, I still think that he's going to come back next year. I think he'll, he'll, I think he'll come back too. I think Rednitsky's going to. I think Rednitsky's Shea will out. Rednitsky's out. Back. Yeah, yeah. He's not showing enough oh, pro- Che's, promise. Che's got update though. Che is much less of a featured player than some of his peers. The thing is that we can't all be Taron Killam. We can't all be Kate McKinnon. Taron Killam came in, and it's almost like if you hired like like a 50 year old CEO to be your business intern. He and he and Keenan were the same way of like you bring someone in and they're such a vet yeah. that it's like oh boy are we gonna keep this person down or are we gonna let them do what they've been doing for fifteen years without us yeah Billy Crystal and in eighty four on a competing sketch show at one point Mad TV was a bit of a force and mm. he was on it during that time okay look well, he was on it during a time that it was breeding quality people Ike Barinholtz was on it at that time Josh Myers was on it at that time. Um. Oh gosh, who else? I'm trying to think of. There's a face I can't put a name were to. Were Key and Peele on at that time? Is, yeah. No. That same era. No. I think they were later. That same era within. Well, they were maybe they may have been within a few years, but it's still that same. Same bit, and and to me, it's like yeah, Mad TV did crank out people who are now very marketable. For someone to jump from Mad to SNL, with such a time gap, to me is unusual. So what, what else were they going to do with Taron? No, I... You know, he came in and was immediately every man. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to watch him take over that role from from the more experienced people like Bill Hader and Jason Sudeikis. And be like, okay, he's just going to be the go-to white guy. He was the Sudeikis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, but they also did the same thing with The Lonely Island Left. There was a, a blip, and then they brought in Good Neighbor. Yeah. Okay, we have too many great segues now, uh, because... Speaking of the Lonely Island and um, a competing sketch show, Michael Bolton. (laughs) Exactly. Last night um, at eleven o'clock, half an hour before SNL premiered, there was a brand new sketch show uh, called a brand new show. A a brand brand. new sketch show. A branded new sketch show uh, called Take My Breath Away. Every time we have a moment, I'm going to start party over here, um, which was all female led. Was what female led? sketch show that's exciting exciting i wish i'd been able to see it i am excited to watch it we won't we won't talk about it for very long um no we won't get too into it but it's produced by the lonely island and paul Shear, and it was a very crisp uh fast moving hour what a wild half hour pairing yeah yeah a little not something i would expect even though i would expect paul Shear to be in literally everything at this point so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. Um, Could you say that television has drains? They can't get rid of Paul Shear. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll, I'll say that it was just <laughs> boom. Your girl watches the league. Anyway, continue. It, yeah, me too. And watched it, it was just it was real bad. Anyway. I didn't watch the last <laughs> season. I was like, you know what? I think I'm done with this. Every episode is every episode is you miss nothing. Like four hours long. So they did. It was insufferable. The final season was <laughs> they, just a wet they disgrace. Didn't... And then it came out. It came out right after. Or right, 
no, I guess the season, the, the Steve Ranasisi thing came out, yeah. like, in the middle of the season. And people were like, do we oh. keep watching, even though he's a huge, lying, terrible person who disgraced America? And everyone was like, yeah, I guess. Oh, that topic, <laughs> like, it was like, that topic is, is, is going to be explored on tonight's new episode of The Carmichael Show. Or this week's. Oh. Uh, Steve Ranasisi lying about 9-11? No, referring to Bill Cosby, can we still enjoy this? Uh, yeah. I would be much. Oh, that's different. I would be much that's more different. excited about that's a car like, like show raping episode. hundreds okay. of women. But it, but it, versus being that's like, the same topic. I worked for Merrill Lynch. Like, that's different. <laughs> um, you seriously got my hopes up that that would be the Carmichael show episode would be the family taking on. <laughs> you just see David Allen Greer being like, the league is ruined for me. Yeah. <laughs> Loretta Devine is incredible. Carmichael being like. Gerard Carmichael being like, Dad, like, it's not. And, like, that's the discussion that the Carmichaels are also, having is whether they Pete can continue da- to watch the show Pete Davids- with an entirely white cast about football. Pete Davidson what? went up to to um, Ren uh, Zizzi. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he went up to him and he pretty much said... He tweeted him. I don't know if it was a, tw- it was a tweet, but... Like, his, there was, he a lost, tweet. was a tweet. He lost his father in 9-11, so he pretty much said, like, oh, I'm the 9-11 comedian. Like, just make sure you're not the 9-11 comedian. Oh. Yeah. Boom. That wasn't, that wasn't the tweet, because the tweet was him being like, hey, thanks for being a huge and sensitive douchebag. Yeah. He went up to him in person. Um, and said, I'm the 9-11 comedian? Yeah. Wow. That's like being like the person who's like, I make the jokes about serial killers. It was on Marin. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You watched Marin? What? No, not Marin the show. Okay. I'm going to be like, who watched Although, Marin? He doesn't. He doesn't watch Marin. He can't drink from a poison. Yeah. Bottle. Well, that's a weird reference. The theme song to Marin. I watch. I watch Marin. Yeah. I, w- I went on a date where um, it was just Marin talk for ten minutes. <laughs> like, that's like the dumbest thing. That's like honestly, like that's that's so much worse than being unable to stop quoting Harris Whittle. Do you like? Do you like the episode where he meets Ray Romano and he goes to his house? <laughs> his house. <laughs> Um, that didn't happen. <laughs> was that your impression of a Canadian yeah. accent? Ray Romano and the Hoops. His house. <laughs> His house. Um, it was just, Party Over Here was a very silly show. It reminded me of... Oh, right, we were talking about that. I'm sorry. So. I know, it, remi- it reminded me of the Lonely Islands Fox pilot, Awesome Town. Just, it was just like, just very silly and just like no real depth to it. Just, yeah. just like it reminded, good laughter. It reminded me of the Awesome Town pilot in that, much like Awesome Town, Party Over Here needs to cut its audience segments because those were not good. Right, right, and and you could feel the overseeing eye of the Lonely Island, uh, literally, because they actually did, they made that a bit a bit. In the yeah, show. I didn't, I didn't like that. Like they were like monitoring yeah. the production. It was okay. Is that the joke? Yeah, but they were I they were sitting seems... in the very top balcony row, and the whole joke was like, "Do you love us? Are you proud of us?" And they were just smoking <laughs> down at them. Ugh. Yeah, I don't like that at all. It was not. I don't like that on principle. No, I didn't. I didn't. I think they. Okay, guys, let's take a moment to thank our lords and saviors, the Lonely Islands, for giving us a television show. Like, you know, not not a fan. Even when it wasn't. Do you see my face right now? Because this is all my feelings on that. <laughs> You should watch it. it, it it's very pro-feminist. So you're saying you're saying that it is it is all women. It's more nuanced than that. It's women helmed. Yeah. It's women helmed. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But they have to basically like kowtow to the Lonely Island and like lick their boots for just just kind the first of, episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't think it's gonna of. be. Yeah, yeah, because there hasn't been a second episode yet. So yeah, I don't one think of the it's writers gonna be a weekly from... bit, but I didn't like it even once. Allison Rich was one of the writers on SNL, and she's one of the people on this. Oh, Is she yeah. the one who looks like Tatiana Maslany? Yeah, she looks exactly like Tatiana Maslany. It's a little. It's a little. Is that weird. how you say that name? Yes, I think so. It's a fun name to say, Tatiana Maslany. Anyway, watch it see, because it, see, I think I think Americans say that a little. It has a good vibe, and I think. I also felt it was very similar to the Amanda show, just like those audience bits and just that, the, like that pure silliness, but like an adult version of that. It was also we pronounce her name Daniel Day Lewis. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> you were just like, no, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna wait for it. I'm getting this in. <laughs> You've clearly never heard my show. <laughs> I take a hammer and I beat my jokes to death <laughs> until people love them. Okay, so we're going to keep watching that. <laughs> I will happily keep watching Party Over Here. I just, I, yeah. Guys, I, I, Mondays I and don't... Wednesdays, adios amigos. If you want constant tangents and... I thought you were going to say Monday just... and Wednesday, the Powerball drawings. Yeah. <laughs> um, I bought a Powerball. You know, just something that, something to entertain you on your drive to work. <laughs> the Powerball drawings. <laughs> well, see, Bram and I were both watching on the same... Uh, New York Fox affiliate, which started the 11 o'clock hour last night with the Powerball drawing, and we both thought that was the opening sketch of Party Over Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, they, were not, they were doing a very, like again, untimely sketch about the lottery two months after people cared about that. <laughs> oh, did people care about it two months ago in Canada? Well, we didn't, but we certainly heard about it on your news. So. Yeah. What happened two months ago? The Powerball. It was a billion dollars. Speaking about... Oh, yeah. I, I, well, I was in Florida at the time, so I was definitely hearing Ew, about I'm it. I'm sorry. Um, it's yeah. okay. He's fine. I'm fine. Are, are I'm you, good. I'm safe. You sure? Nothing happens. No. Um, this week, we actually had a bonding of our two nations uh, in Washington, D.C. at the state dinner. And Yeah, we had a scrubs reunion. <laughs> J.D. and Chirk got up and Canadian? they each said some nice things about J.D. each other. <laughs> um... Yeah, so Trudeau and Obama, thanks Obama, True that. Uh, they got together and they had a good time and the internet pretty much shipped them, just constantly. I ship them a lot. One true Obama. I think they're great. And they're very pretty. They are two very handsome men who can wear the crap out of a suit. They both have beautiful wives. Um, they both snuggle zoo animals. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure either one of them knows what they're doing in terms of nuclear war. They just have a lot in common. Like, <laughs> I think they're great. Well, luckily Justin doesn't have to worry about that, because I doubt anybody's proclaiming nuclear war you guys on are... us. <laughs> Kim Jong-un is like, eh, Canada? I don't know. Well, we won't worry about him. But America! <laughs> Death to America. But we had some, some guests at the at the uh, state dinner. We had Ryan Reynolds and Blake, and Blake Lively. Deadpool himself. Yes, a true, a true beautiful fusion of our two nations. Deadpool himself, and um. Ew, don't when is it. Deadpool gonna host SNL? That's what um, I'm probably April eighth. April, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. excited for that. There was a there was a Demi and DJ Bay tweet that was just a, a slam on that garbage, and uh, he was like saying that you want Deadpool to host SNL is like saying you want Batman to be your dad. <laughs> But he also made a fair point that is going to be controversial on this show. It'd be controversial on my show, too. But it's a point that for as upset as people got, like, the two camps were Deadpool should never, ever host SNL. Which I'm kind of in that camp because I'm like, he Deadpool can't play other characters, duh. Mm-hmm. 
because um, he's one character, and arguably a pretty two-dimensional character. Yeah. Um, but the the second argument was, you know, yeah, he absolutely should be hilarious, and because he's a big enough pop culture figure, he should get the same rights as everyone else. And it was interesting because uh, Demi made the comment. He's on Twitter at Electrolum, and we we just love him as a comedian, um, Beth and I, but. He, uh, he made the comment that we need to stop pretending that a basic cable sketch show that's 40 years old is the the last stop for comedy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good point. That It is. It didn't surprise me it, that, you know, when people wanted Betty White to host SNL, that, like, that's obviously the... Yeah, that's the, that's the last stop. That's the pinnacle of, like, oh, if we could have Betty White do anything, it would be that. Right. Well, at, at 90 years old, to helm an entire episode where she, like, puts on a gimp costume and and makes jokes about her, her dusty muffin and sings with the, the sisters from the Finger Lakes on the Lawrence Welk show. Like, if she can do all that crap, like, awesome. But she's a real person. It's not it's not saying, like, hey, I want Borat to host SNL. Remember when Borat was on SNL? Yeah. The that was came out. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about the state dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about pandering. Anyway, go back to Mike, the state Mike dinner. Myers. Okay, the only reason we brought it up was because Mike Myers. <laughs> oh my god, Mike Myers. <laughs> Mike Myers showed up and he debuted his new, uh, I would say, Steve Martin hairstyle. Just yes. letting it go gray, even though I think... Living the dream of every woman over 50 who doesn't have the balls to, like, cut it off and let it grow out, but has always wanted to, because yeah. Helen Mirren and Jamie Lee Curtis look so fetch with it. It looks good. But they just don't know if it would work for them. Yeah. Mike Myers amazing. knows how to do it. And Brendan? The last time I saw Mike Myers, he was singing with Ryan Gosling. Right. Oh, what was that? Canadian Christmas. Oh. On SNL. Right. Of course. And... It's it's one of the best things that I think Canada has done in America in a while, besides Trudeau. You're welcome. Because that sketch was hilarious. That was a good one. Brendan. The Canadian Christmas song, and it was like, uh, you know, Ryan Gosling being like, I'm sorry, and Mike Myers being like, you're what? He goes, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, and then Mike Myers is immediately like, don't be sorry. <laughs> it's just like his little Mike Myers way. You don't have to be sorry. Yes, Bram. I don't know. You made a joke about it, and I wanted oh, to well, I, give you an opportunity well, to make the joke. It's it's, not, it's not a very good joke. It's something I just said to him well, on Twitter, okay. but I just said that basically he's leap he's leapfrogged past when he did the character middle aged man back in the nineties. I don't know if anybody <laughs> remembers that, but it made his I best of DVD. <laughs> so yes, oh, I don't know, Bram. My... If you were like me, I assume Mike Myers was the funniest person in the world to you between the ages of like seven and eleven. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Austin Powers. Yeah. I watch it all the time. Yeah, no question. So, uh, Wayne's World. Yeah. So he's a big part of, of my youth, of course. Well, I think I think that's, I mean, for me, he was, he was a big influence. As weird as it is, uh, not through Austin Powers, but just like through watching his best of as a teenager. No, no. Watching his best of as a teenager um, and watching Wayne's World. I mean, when I was 20, I went as Wayne for Halloween with a friend of mine who was blonde and she played Garth and it was you, funny and we were too old to do you, it. Um, you had like a costume, a national inspired costume at a very young age, didn't you? I've had a number of them. Uh, at the age of nine, I was a conehead. Nice. For Halloween. Uh, nine, nine is a guess. It may have been eight. Uh, now that I'm thinking back, it was either third or fourth grade. 
Um, I was, yeah, I was Wayne Campbell uh, my sophomore year of college. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Oh, I did, uh, I did Tina Fey's Sarah Palin. Classic. Um, when I was 14, 15 years old. Uh, and I say Tina Fey's Sarah Palin because it, it bore little resemblance to the real Sarah Palin. Um, and one throwaway costume was Liz Lemon one year. What, what did that costume consist of? Clothes. How did you translate that it was my Liz own? Lemon as opposed to Tina Fey? Uh, frizzier okay. hair. And, and a big bag of Mexican um, cheese curls. <laughs> Love it. Because it, it was during the season. It was like season two. Of where she off, thought where they gave her the, they gave yeah, her the pregnancy the support, scare. The Sabor de Soledad. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, don't knock my Sabor de Soledad, which uh, for those of you who are Canadian and speak French, it means uh, the taste of loneliness. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Espanol. Uh. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't knock my Sabor de Soledad. I found a prize in here last week, I hope. Uh, I need to put out a news blast oh. to the show here that um, oh, I don't know if you guys watched the Maya Rudolph show, the pilot that aired and then nothing happened. It's being relaunched with... It was a special. It I watched special, it and I but, don't remember anything about it because it was like but, 10 years ago. It's going to be less special this time But it was around. a pilot and what, they, what they're doing is they're adding Martin Short to it. So it's going to be Maya and Marty. And just this week, they announced that Keenan Thompson is joining it um, as a regular, regular performer. So during the summer, he's going to be doing this show. As a regular performer, by which you mean, like the same way Kristen Bell was a regular performer on the last one, as an irregular no, person he's, who's performing. No, he's going to be on every week on this show. Because this, this show has an actual, like, multi-episode commitment, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, no. Why? It's premiering May, I think. And really? Yeah, May 31st, I think, is the premiere date. Who's out here being like, hey, we want more bad variety shows. I missed the seven. Bram. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, I want to see what they could do with it. I I like that uh, the Garmin GPS (laughs) sketch was pretty funny. The Garmin family. I don't. Oh, that's yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I was gonna say they all talk like the GPS. That was funny. That's the only thing I remember from that show. Don't judge. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't very memorable, but I'm hoping that Martin Short and Maya Rudolph are gonna put on a good show, especially with Keenan, who is usually reliable. I'm excited for it. So is he out? Is he done? He's not. He's not. I'm sure he's not. He's he's gonna. I think he's done. The, uh, the article. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna hate her his way out. Nope. The article. He's not gonna. De- that's he's not, not gonna demand nope. Nope. a formal goodbye. He's just gonna quietly fade. I think he's out. I don't think he's out because it's if he was out, he would have a bigger thing. I think this is like it's it such really an unsure way, thing. <laughs> like the Neil Patrick Harris done. show, it didn't last. Nobody really liked it. It was well, it was also a bad show, but yeah, but it was Harris, but it was the best so, time yeah. ever. How can you say it was? It bad? was the best time ever. Is that the, is that the theme song? You watched it? <laughs> is that the theme song? Oh my gosh, Bram! How old are you? I, I Doogie watched Howser. A little bit of it. It's a Doogie okay. Howser theme song. <laughs> and see, but you shouldn't even know that because remember when NPH I do. I know the song, but I, I couldn't tell. Yes, well, that's how I know oh, it. That's how I that's, know it. Is from when they. I know the song. I couldn't tell how she was singing. And then he turns the and there's single a single tear. Oh, so good. Guys, we got to we we like, get to all this. All the sexy dancers who are dressed as Doogie Howser. We got to get to this. Andy Samberg that on the, dr- on the drum machine. Yes. Yeah. And I always, I just always remember Casey Wilson way overdoing it on the violin. How she's like <laughs> making faces uh, and like 
like throwing her arm back with the bow and it's like you were so obviously not playing anything stop making that face <laughs> we got to get to uh one of our recurring features features on the show where we look back in the past yes. uh of a f- of yesteryear this time 1994 to 95 when sarah silverman of a 21-year-old uh, i believe Man, maybe 22 a baby. was was hired as a writer. Slack hard guys. We could have been featured. We could have been. We're such disappointments. All we're doing is we have a podcast just talking about it, me and Brennan. So this is the PJ although, Anderson we although, is the first and time. Have, although we and I have my cats in my. Team. Yeah, although we have no idea how old we are. I'm 29, <laughs> as we have established. <laughs> You're so not. 29. I'm 75 six. slash six. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Sarah, Sarah Silverman was only on... Are you saying that? Are you saying you're 29? Because that's the age that 50-year-old women say they are. Yeah, just because I'm not 30. And and I've said... Liz Levin, 39 for the third time. And I've said this week that my age and Matt right now feels like I'm 30. Just because people are younger. Yes. We, we, we've discussed that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 22. I don't care. Okay, I'm 23. Whoa. Cool. Look, check out the old man here. 75. <laughs> um, what are you? No, I'm 22 as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, no. I knew that. I was like, are you the old man or is he? I'm making fun of Bram as being the old man. Yeah. See, Beth Beth is exactly one year apart from me. I don't want to, eh, her age is her business, but we have the same birthday, but we're a year apart. Now, oh, yeah, you guys so have the same birthday. On our mm-hmm. But we're not the same age, so that's what keeps it fun. If you guys want to talk about wow. Sarah Silverman? What, what I've discovered yes. is that she, she pretty much, she was hired and then she was... Like, she was held there, and then she did Weekend Update bits, but that was pretty much everything she did. Like, I don't think she did much more than that. Yeah. It... I went through her SNL, and I actually took notes on all the sketches. I, I, I know you whatever. found something. I... I know you have something to say. Me? Or Brendan? Uh, Melinda. Yeah, I do. Uh, Brendan, go ahead with what oh, you Oh, I was going to say, I, all I read, I didn't even know she was doing Update bits, and the oh, like I read um, just in the research that she... Um, she wrote one thing that made it to the dress rehearsal the whole year, and that didn't make it to air. Um, oh. It's sad. So that just doesn't happen for some people. The only sketch I really remember her being in is she. she's one of the people in the Total Bastard Airlines sketch with, um, with yes. Helen Hunt. Because she, she gets lines in that Yeah, one. and it's like not even anything funny, though. She's just like, you've been rude to us the whole flight, blah, blah, blah. She's so shrill. Yeah, but... They let her get real squeaky. It's weird because yeah, she's like twenty one, but she like she hasn't aged a day since then. So she is, in my opinion. I mean, she's so many things other than just beautiful, but she's one of those beautiful people in the world. Um, in my opinion, she's lovely. But uh, when Bram told me we'd be talking about Sarah, I immediately was like, "Lunch Lady Land." Oh, so explain this because. In Lunch Lady, the Lunch Lady Land sketch, which is Chris Farley dressed up as a lunch lady, and Adam, it's one of Adam Sandler's, like, he's oh, yes. Stefani mic'd up with an electric guitar. Yep. And Sloppy Joe's. it's a song. Sloppy Joe's. Sloppy, yes. sloppy, uh, yeah. <laughs> Navy beans, Navy beans, Navy beans. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, um, Chris Farley's dancing around, and basically there's a bit in the song, as he's acting out the song, where all the, you know, Lunch Lady has a dream that all the food was bullying her, and... Uh, Sloppy Joe came in and, and defended her honor, and they got married and had kids. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but Sarah Silverman, baby baby Silverman, shows up as a box of Chinese food, <laughs> and she is placed between Farley and Neelan, who's playing Sloppy Joe, and 
she looks deeply uncomfortable. And there's a bit where they're all supposed to like the choreograph kind of twirl in front of Chris Farley. And she almost like looks lost for a second. Like she's like in frame in a weird way, like taking up the whole camera. And she just looks uncomfortable. Like she's trying really hard to keep up, but it's just, she looks unhappy. And the only reason I, I remembered she was in that was because I remember watching it like three years ago and going out loud, is that Sarah Silverman? <laughs> And, like, pausing it and rewinding it and being like, that is Sarah Silverman. And, like, doing it again and being like, why is she here? And it's because I forgot, much like with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Ben Stiller and Joan Cusack, that she was a featured player at one time. It's 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 funny, like, to think about her being on the show just because if you think back to, like, a few years before she kind of, like, hit it big and got famous and was doing her own show and people you know really took off like you have to go back 10 years before that to get to her snl tenure when she really was just like she hadn't done anything before um yeah it's almost encouraging it is in a way it's kind of crazy to think that the sarah silverman's and the pete davidson's of the world's can you know audition for snl on their 20th birthday and get on the show but to me the pete davidson's eddie murphy at 19 this isn't this isn't they're not equivocal because to me, Sarah Silverman, nothing came of it. She didn't leave a household name. No. But people know Pete Davidson. Yeah. He'll be fine if he gets cut from the show because he's got a strong stand-up career. Mm-hmm. He's got his affiliation with New York. No, I, I, and I agree with that. 9-11. He's got 9-11 um, going for him. That's the strong thing going no, for him. No, that's not what I mean. But I mean, I mean that's, that's, what people, that's how people know yep. him. Is he's the son of a, you know, and, and especially in the States. That's a big deal. I mean, you don't often get to hear from the families of, of 9-11 victims, especially not fire department and police, um, because those families generally do quiet acting. Not in a comedic context, um, certainly. No, especially not there. So, but it's it's something where everyone's interested in their stories, no matter what. Like, you'll still you'll still see people on, on the news, like on 60 Minutes or Dateline or whatever, and yeah. they're discussing their 9-11 experience as a relative. Um of, of especially the police or the fire department um, because those are departments that just got so much of our respect and attention as a nation. Um, and so I think that is something where that's how people know him and to have him be so high profile um, as a very middle class, you know, diehard New Yorker. Like he talks like a 50 year old. <laughs> His accent comedian. is hilarious. Yeah. The thing that's so funny is he looks so much like my little brother watching him i just have this like deep affection for pete davidson because he just he's like this gangly weird really funny kid and he he looks a lot like my brother and it's really funny to me it's hard to like mentally separate them for me it's definitely true but... that he and and sarah silverman obviously have already left different marks uh on the show but yeah it is just crazy that somebody that young can be on the show and maybe i'm only like really thinking about it now because pete davidson is the first time that there's been somebody on snl who was younger than me um which within our lifetime yeah yeah, you know is a is a weird thing to yeah it's the first time where i've been watching the show and one of the people on the show was born after i was born and that's a weird thing to think about which like you know is going to make certain people feel old but but it's a weird thing to we've all established we are infants in the the grand scheme yeah it does really put things into perspective of how little life experience we all have 29 I still haven't learned how to not interrupt people. I mean, I'm, I'm still working on my formative manners. <laughs> well, you're an American, so it's a lost cause. Wow. <laughs> harsh words, harsh words. Um, so, so Melinda a... has left the show. She yeah. won't be returning. 
Yeah. <laughs> Bram, you had a story about. She's smiling. Um, she's. My silence is so much more powerful than my. This is. It's, it's like you know we're uh, we're um, what's his face from What Up with That and you're Lindsay Buckingham and we're just like come on Lindsay yeah. come on. Brendan Brendan has a framed a framed picture of a cookie behind him. It's a it's a it's what? a car actually. Okay. It looks like a car. It's a my, it also looks like a little chips ahoy. I'm in my father's office. What kind of car? I, uh, it is a Lamborghini, apparently. All right. Wait, wait, why is it on your wall? It's, it's my dad's office, and then so. Oh. Yeah, okay. And we can cut this from the show. No, I'm I don't mind. Like, no, no, no. We're gonna leave it in. Kind of car. Yeah. Let's try to this get be two a... hours here. <laughs> we're children, and Brendan is podcasting from his dad's. This will be a nice treat for uh... live from Brendan's dad's office. <laughs> and it starts right now. So right now. <laughs> and, oh. And Bobby, boy, Bobby Monahan, would he just turn his head and say, "Right now"? Oh, that was the best part of that sketch. Love it. I need that. Um, there's actually a story that. Yeah, yes, this is what a... I was trying to prompt you to tell. Is tell the story about <laughs> the generally accepted theory as to why. I mean, Sarah Silverman was probably never going to keep her job after the season she had. But tell the story about how you know why she was like definitely cut. Okay. <laughs> well, well, she thinks that. <laughs> Do you want to tell it? I don't know it. So you have to tell oh, it. Oh, jeez. Okay. okay. Sorry. So, so I told you last night that I didn't know it and I was going to wait to hear it on the air so that I could get a genuine reaction out of this. Okay. So Sarah Silverman was in the writer's room and, and her mentor was Al Franken. And she was obsessed with Al Franken's... Oh, no. I know. <laughs> we, that's, that's a bad that's Senator Al Franken to you. I already mentioned on the show before. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like right. me. Right. Um, I was saying that. So she was obsessed cooler. with um, his Jufro, and and Brack like she says that oh that yeah Bram can say that yeah I could say that um, because we grow them in the winter, and that's what she said. That's what she said. Um, she did this on Seth, Seth See, Myers. Brendan or I had said that we would be burned at the we stake. Would. I know, but I can oh, wow. do it because I am the authority on all things Jewish. The Goldbergs, the Woody Allen, so. the Goldbergs, endless. Yeah. <laughs> the Goldbergs, endless. End of list. Hanukkah sometimes <laughs> if it comes. Adam Sandler. If there's an SNL airing around the time of Hanukkah. Okay, so Christmas so she was obsessed with it with Jesus. hair. She was she had these sharp pencils that were in the writers' room. So she was trying. She was trying to just poke, um, just like stab him through the. Did you stab him, Franken? No. Oh wait, stab him through the the fro with the pencil, just because it was funny. Because she was obsessed with the hair, and what she ended up doing was she stabbed him through the temple. Oh my god! Really? <laughs> that was a genuine reaction. Yeah, and she just completely stabbed Al Franken in the head with a sharp pencil. You can literally go blind if you get hit through the temple with anything. Are you kidding? Oh my god! Yeah. I didn't know you could do that with one pencil. And I feel you like you can sever your I, retinas. Like that's not okay. I feel like you said something. You said something like, "Why do you do that?" Like, but she thinks this is the reason why she wasn't hired back. Oh man! Do you think maybe because she almost killed a guy? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds but like it's... one of those stories where somebody does something like... at their job and it's just like so horrible that they just walk out of the room and they never come back. But she stayed in more episodes. That's like after the that. Mindy Kaling when Mindy Kaling fake quit the office and she like stole a bunch of water and soda out of the green room and kicked Greg Daniels' car and was like, "I'm out," and came back 30 minutes later to beg for her job back and no one realized she was gone. <laughs> 
<laughs> they were like, we thought you left to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that might be why she got fired, guys. I think so. <laughs> that feels right. That sounds, yeah. <laughs> that, like, cemented it, like, in everyone's mind. Like, no, she's gone, right? She's not bringing anything like to the show. Like... We're not going to let her kill the people who are. That's like being like, yeah, no, I loved my job at Walmart and then I fatally shot my boss and I think that's why they fired me. <laughs> Y'all have Walmart up there? Yeah, oh, we have Walmart. Okay. So we're not we're not so nationalists that we couldn't expand to Canada. No. Target well, we, a, Target had you, a failed expansion into Canada. It didn't go you, so well. You have a history of that, don't you? Target? What's that? Yeah, you Target. Target came there. to Canada. I worked at Target Canada, yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Good times. Was there like a little maple leaf in the bullseye? Yep. Was there? Wait, what? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not on like everything, but sometimes it was there. We had a big sign in our. That's, br- like, that's like your guys' McDonald's is just adorable. It is pretty cute, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had in our break room. We had big signs. It was like the Target, and then a heart, and then a maple leaf, because Target loves Canada, until they bankrupt us. <laughs> Yeah, Target actually embezzled from Canada. <laughs> it's like it's like stealing out of your boyfriend's like wallet, <laughs> or like stealing your boyfriend's identity. I've done that. Just okay. saying. Well, if you want to admit to any crimes, two hours into whatever the hell this is is a good time to do it. Yeah, I think no I think... one's no one's listening. But much like Sarah Silverman, I've killed a man. Yeah, I think the we're person just who's. Ready. The person who's really, really patient with this show gave up listening an hour ago. So. Okay, so to end off the show, I just wanted to take a look at the iTunes reviews because, like I said, we are new and noteworthy, and we really can't do it without these reviews. Yes, so, thank you for the reviews, guys. It means a lot. Yeah, we already mentioned uh, Lindy has opinions, had some good opinions on our show. Whoever the hell, Whoever the hell that, that is. is. I don't know. Lindy, what, did, what kind of name is that? It's not even a real name. Um, yep. You're not wrong. Yeah. And then there was a kind of there was kind of garbage person's named Lindy. Yeah, so there was a Alonzi Alonzo. Uh, okay, so sh- this person's like what a dumb name. Yeah, do we like <laughs> what, it? Who, what did this person have to say about us? Okay, after forty-one years, you think there you think everything there is to say about Saturday Night Live has been said. Yet this proves otherwise. Barry and Brendan take a fresh take on focusing on the eponymous featured players. This is easy oh. and fun to listen to while still maintaining intelligence and thoughtfulness. Wow. The hosts are charming and good at what they're doing, and it's clear oh, that they're only on their way up from here. Well, that's very nice. That is very nice. My yeah. review of the show would have been, you'd think after 41 yeah. years, everything to say about this show would have been said, and you're right. I got my, uh, <laughs> uh, so another review that says, Riding this Rudnitsky train to the finish line. From uh, TJ Slipko. So, <laughs> Love that this guy. is pretty much uh, featured players breathes fresh air into the mix. So, we have read make this podcast analyzing the politics of involvement of the players, and they're witty. And it makes it makes their bus ride to work stuck in traffic significantly more enjoyable. <laughs> better than a better than a traffic jam. The and then we also players. got a, we also got a four star review, which was a bit. Upsetting. Passive aggressive. <laughs> All right, hurtful. Uh, Bram, Bram and Brendan glow in this ultimate tribute to SNL and the people that make it so great. I don't, I don't know if there are bigger fans out there. Okay. 
I like the use of the word glow. That's flattering. Yeah. It's pretty much everything. All right. Well, thank so, you yeah, for we your iTunes reviews, everyone. We appreciate these iTunes reviews, the American ones at least, um, and <laughs> where it we, counts. We appreciate them from any country. We just wish iTunes didn't make it hard to have to find them. No, you heard them. They only want American reviews, so shut up, Canada. <laughs> we want we want to be big in America. We want to make it in America. We just, we just want that Lake Bell. I need tree. a dollar, dollar, dollar. That's what I need. Yeah, exactly. We. <laughs> hey, hey. <you> know. <laughs> Did we all watch that show? Uh, I think I watched a couple episodes. I did. I watched one episode. Kid Cudi was in it, right? He was. Probably. Was, Why not? Grand, Why not? Grand, HBO, grand HBO tradition of bad show, good opening credits. Yeah, that's uh, our show. And the next host is going to be Peter Dinklage in the beginning of April. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. To seeing how exactly they use him, how they work around... Uh, the limitations of the fact that they can't just make every sketch you know offensive jokes about uh little people i mean i don't think that's their automatic go-to thing um i don't think they will but you know it's i don't know it's it, it's gonna be interesting I, I i could i don't think has a little person ever hosted snl before that seems I like don't think a, so no not to my knowledge so that seems like but it but he's been on, and they didn't—they didn't mention it. He was like, he's been on, and they didn't make it. That's a true. Thing. He was Peter Drunkledge. It was a yes, good use of him, and he was great. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, if you do hear uh, me and Brendan, there's a possibility that we're going to do the off weeks. I don't think we have really talked about it. I was going to say, are we going to do a show next week? Uh, it might not be next week, but I feel like sometime in that gap, we should have something. Yeah. And if you see a new episode from us, then up. we've made the decision and just enjoy it because we're also a pop culture show. We like to talk about shows. We like to talk about our featured players or SNL cast members. And we want to push content. We want to just get some content out there. That's all it's about. It's all about the content. Just the content. It's great. Clients, synergy, yeah. content, media. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we're just keeping uh, tomorrow america right. we're keeping it light we're keeping it fun we are just living that mark the pirate lifestyle over here at the featured players uh melinda would you like to give a final plug um yeah well first i'd just like to say thank you for putting up with me for the past two hours <laughs> uh, i feel like you both want to strangle mm, me but that's okay it's, uh, <laughs> it's seriously been a lot of fun it's been our pleasure okay thank you um, yeah, so, uh, The Audios Amigos is on iTunes and SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash The Audios Amigos. Um, our Twitter and Facebook are, are the same, just everything is slash The Audios Amigos. Um, new episodes come out Mondays and Wednesdays, first thing. Um, I co-host with Beth Gooden, who's amazing. We're both on Twitter under our names, and, uh, we'd love to hear from you on iTunes when you're done reviewing the feature, featured players. Uh, I know the chances of that are slim, but yeah, that's what we're up to. And then also, um, I'm going to have a web series coming out pretty soon called Less is Morgue. Uh, follow me on Twitter for more details about that. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here. Thank you for letting me self-promote for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show this week. And the Peter Dinklage featured players episode starts right now. Or maybe the, does the iTunes go the other way? Maybe it'll play the the last episode after this. I don't know. I'm just trying to include a sense of continuity. But, n- just but now I've wrecked it, so. 
Uh, <laughs> Ram responded by leaving. She... Okay. Well then. Uh, <laughs> seriously, I'm sorry for talking as much as no, I No, no. No, is... it was a good show. I liked it. Okay, so, thank you. Very well done. It's Saturday Night Live with musical guests Sinead O'Connor, Ashley Simpson. We asked her back. <laughs>